Tonight's show is brought to you by the Imperial Federalist Labor Party of Aloxys Vixens. We're a fun, independent faction that's conveniently located near resource extraction sites, conflict zones, if we're lucky, and has excellent outfitting and shipyards. From mining to bounty hunting to smuggling and more, come to Tombow Station in Orcas and hang with Veloxi's Vixens today. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Space Game Junkie Podcast. I, as always, am your co-host, Brian. Joining me, as always, is your co-host, Jim. Oh, Brian, let me tell you. I gotta tell you. Tell me. I gotta tell you about the days of high adventure. (laughs) What the fuck? What the fuck? what What the fuck was that? What was that? that was literally Conan. That was Conan literally Conan. the barbarian. <laughs> oh dear. Crom. Oh dear. Oh dear. Oh dear. Oh dear. Um. So yeah, welcome everyone. Uh, oh, you're also your co-host Hunter. Yeah, don't forget about me, you punk. God, well, every time his his music th- the the music uh, threw me off like totally. Look, with Jim, you always expect the Spanish Inquisition. So yeah. the Spanish fly. Is that, you know, I'd heard of it, but I don't think it's real. Uh, So, folks, due to a scheduling snafu on my end, we're going to talk about another topic tonight, but we're moving that back. So um, I want to talk about a topic that came up in the big Jumpgate stream the other night, other morning, excuse me. Uh, And we have a guest who was actually there. I believe you were there while we were talking about it. Uh, Where are you uh, calling us from, Travis? Tennessee. Oh, Tennessee. Where, you got, where are you not, calling from, caller? You're not uh well, how else do you say that? Um, well, I guess there's another better way, maybe. Uh, discording <laughs> in from Tennessee. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, you know I'm on the channel as Chrono. Welcome, Travis. Hi, Travis. Oh, uh, thank you, sir. Yeah, you. I believe you were there when we were talking about this uh, in the in the stream the other day. Um, did you yeah. bring it up, or did someone else bring it up? I'm totally forgetting. Man, it's, it's hard to tell. We derailed so many times during that stream. Right, but I thought this uh, was one I of... I can't where it started. Sorry, I thought this was one of our best topics. And someone asked me uh, why I prefer to play Jumpgate over Elite Dangerous. And the first thing I thought of is because the grind doesn't feel like a grind. Now, y'all know what the grind is. If you don't know what the grind is... You don't play video games. Not that grind. Oh, sorry. <laughs> now the Not grind, the nine to five either. The grind is when, you know, like say it's an MMO and, and you have all these quests to do. And do the quests feel tedious? And do they feel boring? Do they feel like boring fetch quests and they don't pay very well and blah, blah? Then it starts to feel grindy. But you're still doing a grind. You're grinding up to the next level. You're grinding up more money. You're grinding up more experience. You're grinding up more loot. So, so many different games handle the grind differently. And and there are a lot of space games, especially, that handle the grind either very well or very poorly. And so I wanted to talk about that. Because um, and it's kind of great that Elite Dangerous is beta today because we can talk about that too. Uh, because some games do the grind just fantastically. Like I think Jumpgate does the grind wonderfully, 
while Elite Dangerous, not so much. Um, which is why I don't play it that often anymore because I'm really burnt out and it just doesn't feel as fulfilling as it once did. Um, so let's go around the table, the virtual table, as it were. Let's start with you, Jim. What's like the first game you think of when you think of a real grind? Doesn't have to be a good any, grind or a bad grind. Just a just like when you think any of grind. MMO. Yeah, but like, yeah. is there you a specific know, I, one? There's, well. Okay, so Jim's theory of the grind, right? Because there's okay. good grind, yeah. and then there's bad. Right. So I, I I feel like a game should be like you have a corridor of narrative that leads you to a room where you then grind a little bit using whatever, you know, like whatever powers you have. But in order to access you know like to get through the next door right the next boss get into the next area whatever that you have to be at a certain level right so you have to get there and you get there by using the stuff that you earned getting where you are right Mm -hmm. and then once you cross into the next tier then you kind of repeat that but you're repeating it with the new thing right that let you get there so you know, kind of, kind of Diablo-ish, right? Like in mm. Diablo, if you went straight to the end content, you would be mauled, right? So th- there is an arc to that, and the I think the the thing is like you need time to play with your toys, right? That you just earned, and if you throw stuff at people too fast, I think that it's just like you're constantly learning the game, right? But if you get to like hang on to the same set of abilities for a while or, you know, the same level of, of power. Or whatever. You get to a level of then, comfort with, 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 yeah, how, yeah. You get comfortable and then it's time to move on. Well, if you get comfortable and then you're like, Oh my God, you know, like how long do I have to continue to do this? I got it, you know? And, um, at that point then no. So that's why I feel like elite is a game that's very front loaded with reward because it's a lot of discovery. And then once you've kind of discovered everything, then you're maybe on like your second, third ship. And then it just depends like, well, what do you want to do? Right? Like you're, you're trying to get to what, but what I realized in it is like the narrative part ain't there. So the only thing that draws you down the road is, well, I want the bigger ship, but you don't need the bigger ship, right? Like in a traditional MMO, you have to have the bigger sword, the the better armor, or you can't deal with what's in that next room. Well, in Elite, it's like, well, once you get up into a Cobra, you're good, right? I mean, yeah, it's like exactly. you, you can be you can be overkill <laughs> for stuff, um, or or you can make money faster or whatever. But why would I want to make money faster? Well, so I can get the bigger. Oh, well, I don't need that. Exactly. Really. Like like I've so, gotten, I've gotten to a point now where like. I'm in an ASP, and I don't feel the need to get anything else. Yeah, but at that point, it's like, is it enough to just fly around the ASP and enjoy the experience of flying the ASP and and doing it? Or do you need something that pulls you toward advancement? Do you you need a reason that, hey, I I need to get better at something? I mean, they have to... Sorry, go ahead, Hunter. Well, I was going to say, that's kind of something we were discussing with Crone, you, you, me, and Crone, Brian, uh, earlier, I think, Late, late, 
uh, last week or early into the weekend about how there's the 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 background mechanic to elite where there's actually more that's really going on that you can help to influence based on what you're doing. And recently I was in a completely different system that was giving Veloxy Vixen missions that wasn't part of the two that we have um, ownership of influence in. Mm. So, you know, noticing how that system now works, I now enjoy myself more in Elite than I used to. Um, I now see where advancing through different mission types and what mission types to be looking for and how the economy works. It it, it took longer than it should have granted, mm. but now that I see how a lot of the systems are working in the background, uh, I'm able to actually enjoy the game more and see where I want to be. And for, for me, for example, I, I, I agree that right now the ASP for me, the ASP Explorer specifically it's definitely the ship that I am enjoying being in the most right now. Mm-hmm. But that's, oh, yeah. but that's, but that's because of the types of missions that I'm currently into. That doesn't mean that I don't want to get a bigger ship like a, a Python or an Anaconda and go do combat stuff. I mean, I was talking with Crone the other day, and he went into a combat zone with a whole bunch of elite AI, and he had a decked out. What was it, Crone? A decked out Anaconda, like almost maxed out Anaconda. Maxed out engineered Anaconda and mm. got smoked. Yep. Really? Seconds. Yes. Yep. They have beefed up twenty eight million. Twenty eight million rebuy. Oof. Well, that's yep. but that's because you went in, you scanned the thing, and like everybody in the zone turned hostile on you, right? You, right. You have like ten ships on you, so yeah, nobody's yeah. going to survive that. Well, but, and I think kind of the point there is, you know, prior to some of the recent patching, I would have lived longer mm-hmm. than being shot down almost shot down in 30 seconds so so here like mmo wise right if if we look at it that way so let's say uh we're playing warcraft everquest typical mmo right and i'm and i'm a single player so if i come up against a, a monster that is my level right then it's never really an even fight because we don't want it to be 50 50 odds that i die i'm gonna win but you know, it's like one on one. I can take him, but I might have to work a little bit for it. You know, I have I have to be somewhat skillful. I can't be clueless, and and one on one, I'll do it. So we're kind of even at that point. And then, if there's two of that, I'm dead. Or or maybe I'll make it if there's two of them. It'll be close. If you add a third, I know just don't even start that fight, right? And so there's the there's the guy that's even with me that I can take a small group. And then there's one tier above me that one-on-one I can do it, but I feel like I'm kind of risking it because it's like at some point I might have to say, yeah, this isn't going my way and, and have to book, right? And then on the lower scale of that, there's the the guys that are only dangerous in a group. Right. Like if I get five or six of them on me, I'm going to sweat. But as long as I'm intelligent about the situation that I get myself into, you know, but it, but if I, if I pull a pull goes bad and I get like a giant crowd, then well, it's time to go. Right. That's, so that's, de- that's dependent upon the MMO and how they've placed it. So like you, you look at Star Wars, the old Republic, for example, you could take on a mob of guys at your level because they're all stupid. They're stupid mobs at your level. But then there's right. also that, like, there's a reason I don't like that game. 
there's also there's also tiered like guys at your level that are indicated by um, their icons that show you that they're more they're like an elite of that level or they're like yeah, a and, super elite of that level and it tells you what those are right and and EQ does the same thing right like the guy will have like a, a fancy thing on his nameplate that lets you know that's a that's like a boss right for this level so but it but it's the thing of like there's there's the guys you're even with. And then there's the guys that are a little bit better than you, but you can deal with it if you're careful, right? So that's like the challenge thing for the experienced players is to kind of bite off almost more than you can chew, but you can do it, Mm -hmm. right? As as long as you know when to get out of there if it turns funny. And that's part of the experience of being a good player is not always winning, but knowing when you're about to not win, but you can still buy time to get out. Like in, in Elite, right? It's like, well, I got... I got two rings of shields left, but I see that I'm losing shields faster than him. So it's time to go. Right. And I'm going to use those two rings of shields and probably like as much afterburner as I can get to get out of here before he digs into my hull. Right. So it's at that point, but a less experienced player or you're in a newer ship and you don't really know it as well, then that's a little grayer of an area. Right. So you should maybe stick to, to like the even Steven guys. Right. But then there's the guys that are like rookies that, uh, you know, Hey, it's, it's like, here's a bunch of dudes and Eagles. I can take that. Right. Like I got interdicted. It's an Eagle. That's a joke. Oh, well two more Eagles jumped in. Uh, yeah, I think I can deal with this. Right. But then like if a Corvette jumps in, it's like, I gotta go. (laughs) Right. Like one-on-one I could fight that Corvette, but not with these three Eagles pecking at me too. And, you know, probably, probably not my thing. Um, but that's where I look at, at like advancement through the game though. So it, it's like what needs to happen then is as you gain capability, you go up in levels, you know, whatever the mechanic of the game is, then the guy that I used to have a tough time one-on-one with, I had to be careful with. Well, now suddenly that guy is even with me and the guy that used to be even with me, now I can deal with a crowd. Right. But now there's a new guy that is the upper tier that I have to be careful with. And before it was instant death. Right. But now it's like, oh, now I can fight those things. Right. Um, with Elite, I don't know, man. It's it's like since they changed the AI and like uh, like Chrono was saying, with the the uh, changing of skill tier stuff. So you have to be kind of uh aware of that right like if you look at it and you're like wow okay that guy is elite he's going to be tougher than that same ship with the same equipment if he was you know like a a master or whatever so you have to actually scan them and and look and see because that ai is going to behave differently so i appreciate that but i'm just i don't know man i got used to going into combat zones and just it's like fish in a barrel you know and it's like uh i'm not feeling it here but that's because the game doesn't have that tiering like that or didn't. I mean, maybe it's better about it now and it continues to maybe get better. But at, at a certain point, it's like I'm in a Cobra and I'm killing Corvettes that are ranked the same as me. Like, you know, I'm a combat master. He's a combat master. We got about the same equipment, except I'm on half the size of the ship and I'm smoking those guys. I can kill 10 of them and I don't have to ever run, right? But if I get, like what I was saying about, you know, multiple ships, like that's a one-on-one fight as long as I do them one at a time. But if he gets buddies on me, 
then I know it's time to go. Right. Um, and really that's, that's kind of what it's come down to is like, as long as I can pull one guy at a time, I can kill anything. But if I get a crowd on me, which happens in combat zones, sometimes, you know, it's like things will go bad. A bunch of enemies spawn. And then it's like, damn, I got like five guys shooting at me. And that's, I, I don't even hesitate. I'd start running right then. So, uh, but sorry, I just don't, I just don't feel like the game gives me sufficient uh, reason to want to advance against that, you know, not, yeah, not like an MMO where it's like, there's, there's areas I can't go to cause it's gated. Right. Well, there is nowhere in elite that's gated. It's, it's just like, well, just don't go in that combat zone. It's fine. Well, that, and that's, and that's where I think, you know, reevaluating some stuff that like looking for a purpose. Like I, I recently just realized what my purpose was in that game. And I've drew, like drawn a whole lot more, joy out of elite than i ever had before so so what is the purpose and why is it yours because now now that i see how the whole faction system works especially considering that we as space game junkie have our own in-game player faction and how i can influence that and help make it grow and like work it especially if i have other players like chrono or brian or you like, but if you're playing can... solo and you don't have ownership of a of a guild or whatever, but game, none of us, you, none then, of us, then none that of us, none of exist, us, right? None of us have ownership, though. Well, we have a sense of ownership of it. I mean, there's it, a sense of like, ownership, it, but there's it's not sort of our thing, right? But there's it's, no one that says, name. "Hey, you can join our thing," and no, you can't join our thing. It's just like it's a thing that that has been given to us as our name that we can influence. Right, it's like um, any random kind of NPC that just happened to hang our name on it. So that, I can weigh in on this a little bit too, if you, if you don't mean, mind me. Yeah, to please, go. please go ahead. So the one thing that I came to realize kind of early on about Elite, and I mean, we're talking about Elite in regards to grind. So it's a completely, I don't want to say completely because that's a bit of a misnomer, but it's an extremely open-ended game. So when you come in, you're not designated as a combat pilot or a merchant pilot, you are what you want to be. So if you don't want to go out and bounty hunt, you absolutely do not have to. You never have to do that if you don't want to. If you want to go out and you want to mine, you can start doing that in the Sidewinder if you want to. You're just going to suck at it. <laughs> the thing is, you can define your own role. The tough part is finding what you want your role to be. So yeah. as it exists right now, uh, like I've said before, I've got like six or seven ships sitting in the station that I can use at any given time. One for passenger missions, one for mining, one for long haul cargo, one that's just a big tank to go out and fly in. I can adjust my role to whatever we might need as a group. Now, how I define that role single player just depends on what I want to do and what I'm feeling. And I think that may be part of the challenge for a lot of people is because they don't have a community to participate in directly. But like I was saying before, the, you know, the core of the game is handled or the story and the goings on are handled through meta. So you have to kind of keep up with the game outside of the game to know what's going on. So like with the community, um, goals and whatnot you know they'll have those missions where you have to haul as many uh articulation motors to this specific station to help build the station or whatever the case may be you have to go find those and you have to find the sources and you have people just doing mass transits of these materials and there are players especially if you're playing in open 
that are there to stop you. They intentionally go there to stop you, and that's their role. They want to be the, the, the butthole. They want to be the pirate that's stopping everybody. That's what their role is. So you can really define what you want your role to be, but that's the tough thing is to find it. And there is a lot of grind involved in that sometimes, especially if you want to get some of the bigger faction-specific ships, like the Cutter, takes a tremendous amount a faction grind with the uh, with the Imperials to get to that point. I mean, that's what I'm working on right now. And it takes forever to do it. So the grind is relative to your desire to achieve your role, whatever you might want that role to be. So in my Python, I've got two guns that I can switch out, two burst lasers that I can put on the rear of it, and I can come in behind you and I can heal your shields. So I can come in and that would be my role as a healer if I wanted it to be, but in order to get those guns or those burst lasers to do that took a lot of engineering grind. So it's whatever you want your grind to be. And in elite, it's very open. It's not as driven or, uh, you know, you don't have the breadcrumb trails to do it like you do in wow, where you have 50 quests sitting in your quest log. And that's part of your grind. Well, if I want to get my faction up with these fur bulgs in order to get their armor, then I'm going to have to do 50 quests for them, and it's going to take me a week to grind out that faction with them just so I can buy that armor, and I'm going to end up replacing it next week. You know, So it's all relative to what you want it to be, and that's one thing Elite has is, is it's very open to let people define that how they want to. Again, I think part of that challenge is people struggling to figure out how they want to define it. You know, Mining, You know, we were talking about that. You, you know, you can make a full-time career out of mining, but it can get really boring and tedious. And, you know, my good buddy came in and he mined with me for like a week and a half, two weeks. And then he was burnt out on elite completely hmm. and never touched it again. Oh, wow. but, he, but I wonder if he'd have made it even that long if he'd been mining alone. I, exactly. I don't know. Probably not Probably. because he and I were swapping yeah. off the roles between he was prospecting and, and, and he was mining. And the problem, though, the problem, though, with some of that, with those systems, and then and some people enjoy the crap out of it. Like, take Brian, for example. He loves mining and Jumpgate. He just absolutely loves it. I personally have an affinity for mining in EVE Online. I think there's something uh, relaxing about the endeavor. Mm-hmm. But in, in, in both of those games, there's, there's, a, there's a direct correlation with what you're doing and the rest of the game world. Right. So I'm I mine X amount of materials and I go and sell those materials on a market that someone else is actually buying from me to then go and use to build these other things. Like there's a there's a direct cause and effect situation going on. So you feel like an enabler. Right. So like in in enabling you're enabling the economy. Right. So an elite, the only economy that I'm enabling is the NPC world of things. I was and, and the funny thing about it, I was taking I was taking an interest in the new crew stuff with elite and I was looking at you can you can hire these crew members for your ship. And the more expensive the crew member, the more percentage of the cut of the rewards that these NPCs get. And I'm thinking to myself, why would I do that? Like, why would why would I hire these guys to these 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 NPC guys to take a part of the credits that's going to go into a non-existent economy? Like that money is gone. Like I'm I am I'm losing out on opportunities by hiring crewmen. Now now is it cool to have fighters just like launch from your ship and do things like that? Absolutely, but 
that system though, I'd rather have another player there taking a cut of that. Like, hey, dude, you want to actually earn a little extra cash? Come be be my fighter escort with me, and we can go and like do some things. Yeah, yeah and they're well, working towards that in multi crew. That was you know one of the big right. things in two point three right, is that right. you can sit in my ship and be that pilot of that drone. But they had to take that first step to get there and give the other people that want it without the other person there to play, they had to give them the ability to do that. And that's right. a money destruction tactic. That's, I mean, like in wow, if you go, uh, you know, you resell an item or whatever you buy, I don't know, food, whatever. It's a money destruction mechanic that's in most games. And this isn't me defending the game. I'm just saying there has to be some type of method for them to destroy money in the game to keep the need for you to earn it there. And um, well, know, they had some justifications, you know, it, you know, you know what, honestly, and boy, this is a shitty thing to suggest, but if you had to pay upkeep or rent on your ship, it's like, oh, you have the ship. Well, it costs you a certain percentage of that ship a month to, to well, continue to operate it. You know, they they built that in. They did build that in. And if you go back and read some of the story, part of the reason between or part of how they structured the initial price of purchasing the sh- purchasing the ship and the insurance goes back to the pilot federation and subsidies so a part of the big reason why an anaconda costs so much in the front is because of the insurance subsidies on the back and they've got some descriptions and things like that and i can't quote it verbatim i mean i'm no expert yeah, but, but-, but what if they let you take a loan out on that anaconda and it's like <laughs> oh, you, can, you can fly it for a hundred million Right, but you have at to least continue to make rent. You know um, yeah, why isn't there like a used ship lot? Buds used anacondas. You know, I mean, yeah. yeah well, especially if they if they put come down to in there, right? It's like come hey, down to Buds. I've lease got... an anaconda for only forty nine ninety five a week. Hey, no you credit remember, checks. You remember in uh, in uh, Frontier First Encounters, you yeah. had to do maintenance on your hyperdrive yeah. or it broke. Oh yeah, right? no, I remember so, that. So. What what about here, right? Like you get X number of jumps, and then you got to pull in for some maintenance. They kind of have that a little. Then bit, you risk but... malfunctions. Yeah, but I, I oh, I it, want to see it, malfunctions. Yeah, but it's not wear and tear. It, it never That's... really. Yeah, it's not wear and tear. Well, I was I was gonna you know talk about the comparison that a lot of people like to make with this game and how it's a first person Eve Eve game. I think it has a long way to go before it'll ever get to to that point. Mm. But you know, the, there's a there's a lot of similarities that can be drawn to it, like with what Crone said. You want to talk about grind, man? Elite or um, Eve Online's got a crazy grind, when, especially when it comes to like grinding for ISK and making money in yeah. that game. Um, how do you, how especially do they when they how do they pull money? And the out risk of your is pocket. much greater too. So. Well, here's here's how here's how they can pull money out of your pocket, and the and the, and the similar correlation is if you're part of an NPC corporation and you go out and do missions or bounties or anything like that, the percentage of the cut that um, that happens is anywhere between I think five and eleven percent for an NPC corporation that they will take from you that you earn, which is why you see a lot of people who will start up like single person corporations just so they can do what I guess, you know, like Eve online tax fraud, right. You know, they get all of the tax money <laughs> instead. So like all that money. So they, they set their corporation to have zero tax, which means everything that they do, all that money goes directly into their pocket. Um, 
and you know i've got we you know speaking of which we actually have a space game junkie eve corp that is set that way just so that any players who want to come in and just play casually can do so and, and keep all that money but um I, it, it's just, it's interesting. You want to talk about grinds. I feel like, I feel like the grind in this game is once you figure out what it is that you want to do in it, if there is anything you want to do, then the grind becomes worthwhile. Like there's, there's like, cause you have a, you have an objective, you have a goal that you're setting for yourself. Mm-hmm. And if, if you no longer have a desire to reach that goal, then that, then that's where things kind of like lose interest for you, which is kind of like what it was for me because I was just like, I had no goal. So I had no interest. So I was like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing in this game. As right. where. As we're like in Eve, for example, I love doing missions. I love mining. That just because I enjoy doing it. It's just like that's my goal. Like I'm just gonna go out and do this for a period of time because I enjoy the pleasure that that gives me to go and do that. In an elite, there was just like, well, there's there's nothing like I'm sitting in an asteroid belt shooting lasers at a rock. Like yeah, you know, you know what would fix that is if you had a mining rank where depending on how much of whatever you mind like when it, whenever you take those mine those mining missions like go out and get us this kind of ore but isn't that part of like the like the the ranking of yeah it's part of the merchant rank in elite as it stands so the more mining you do that uh, contributes to your overall merchant rank whereas you know combat bounty hunting contributes to your combat rank or any of the you know retrieve black box missions or exploration goes into mm. your exploration rank. It's not broken down to the level that you're referring to, which I agree. I think that would be a, a cool thing to have. Oh, it, but, it would make a whole lot of people start yeah, mining if you put that, another carrot on the stick. Yeah. That being said, I mean, you can track the amount of materials <clears throat> that you've mined, but it is not assessed with the rank. And me, I'm a very achieve, achievement-driven person. I really am. So yeah. if that system did exist, I'd be mining the crap out of stuff. I would, you know, that's just the way my mind works. I go after those achievements. I go after the, the goals and the accomplishments because it's a, it's a matter of pride. And, you know, in my real life, I've always been a very uh, work ethic driven person. You know, I always want to do it right, do it the first time. And that is reflected in my gameplay. And if I get into a game like this, I work my tail off. And I think that's part of what the allure to elite was for me, because I had some type of purpose that I could define for myself in the game and my efforts were very rewarded if I worked for it. So, you know, that, that was part of it for me, but it is relative. I mean, it's not for everybody. Absolutely not. You know, not everyone's going to go want to come in here and figure out how to do it on their own. It's a big, gigantic, scientifically, semi-scientifically accurate sandbox. And you take any games like GTA, for example, I can't find my purpose in a lot of those open sandbox games. You know, I know mm-hmm. that it's there, but those aren't the types of games that I prefer to play because I don't like to go in and just figure out, am I go, am I supposed to go smack this hooker or am I supposed to go shoot the cop? You know, I, it's just not my type of thing. But That's why you got two hands. Eat it up. <laughs> One I, I for think, each. Um, if I may jump in, I think Eve, I mean, Elite's biggest problem is that it's too open. Um, right, I, I can I can agree with that. Like with Jump Gate, yeah. for example, I can see how many levels I need to get to to get to that ship I want. I can see how much experience exactly each mission is going to give me to get to that next level to get to that. So the universe, the, the universe is also smaller. That too, the universe is smaller. You can see the economy going because they have an open API, and you actually do get medals for mining, and you do get medals for having like 
political ranking of this and things. So well, because the universe is smaller, then you feel like your smaller contribution has exactly. greater impact. Exactly. You feel like yeah, you have that, greater the, impact. Plus, it's, it's all relative, yeah. Plus, the carrots yeah. and the sticks are a lot more visible. Yeah. So, so how about this? Um, what kind of company is the Loxies Vixens? Do you know? Uh, uh-uh. What, what do they make? It's basically just, uh, bleh, bleh. we just employ right. people. Right, right. See, that's, that's the thing. So so what about this? What if Veloxys Vixens was based in a manufacturing system, right? So they would be some kind of manufacturing company, mm. and their success would be tied on two things. Are people completing the delivery missions that they put out to haul their product to somewhere, right, because they're selling mm. it? And are people mining the resources that they put contracts up that I, they need supplies? I would almost say I would almost say that the Veloxys Vixens as of right now is a humanitarian organization. Huh. I can really? see that. Cur- yeah. Currently, yeah, because uh a lot of the a lot of the missions I've been doing for them recently have been delivering um uh humanitarian like shelters and stuff like that. And you know, a lot of the things that happen in the game's meta are determined that there are times when systems will go into famine and they need food delivery. And tracking how that how those things occur can be difficult if you're not familiar with that background simulation mechanic. So to the you know passerby who just comes from station to station, they don't know what's going on. You know, they can read the news in Galnet right there. But they don't always know what's going on unless they've read it somewhere like on the elite blogs or the frontier news, something like that. You know, it's uh-huh. it's not always apparent. And wouldn't it be wouldn't it be engaging if instead of um instead of pledging allegiance to a superpower, what if you pledge to a particular corporation? You don't own the corporation, but you sign up as an employee of Right. And then you get reports in your mailbox of how the company is doing hmm. that, that, you know, and let's say like my example of there's some sort of a, of a manufacturing, right? So they're going to put missions of certain types and the, for manufacturing, it would be, you got to haul goods away and you got to haul supplies in. Right. And, and if you mine them or source them as a merchant or whatever the hell you do, as long as you deliver the thing that they need, and then when they make the thing that they make, you haul it to market, right? So in doing those particular types of missions, that makes them more successful as a company, which means they compete better against other companies that are around them that are doing the same thing, right? Right. So there, there is the carrot on the stick because then you have, even though you don't own it, you've signed up as an employee, you know, just because you want a place to belong. So this is my home system. That's my home company. And I want to help that prosper. Mm-hmm. And you actually have prosperity gauges and the missions that they give makes sense because you see how it directly affects the prosperity gauge. It's, and it's and of, then it's like, sorry. damn, I'm going to do that. It's yeah. And if they had, sorry. It, I, I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to, to interrupt you. I'll jump in after. If they had an in-game way to track all of that stuff, that would be amazing. But I think the problem is that the the devs have left that to the communities to handle. Because I've been in two groups prior to joining you guys that were actually game-specific. One of which was for Star Citizen when I first bought the game. I had registered on the website, and then, bam, I started getting invites to join corporations. And the first one that sent me an invitation, they're hardcore. 
and I'm not going to mention their name or anything about it, but they like take pilot certifications outside the game to say, all right, you have to prove to us in the game that you can fulfill this role because once the game goes live and we're participating, we need to know that you can contribute to that role that you just, that you've specified. And they have everything broken out very mechanically. The other group that was, I bet those guys play Arma. (laughs) Who knows? But, uh, the other group were a more relaxed version of that, uh-huh. but you know they had their own things that they wanted to do, but they were organized about it, and they had their own newsletter outside the game. They had their own goings on. They tracked everything on the calendar. I mean, they had very specific ways, but it was all handled outside the game, almost exactly like what you're talking about. But again, it was all handled through meta, not in game. And I think that's where a lot of the disconnect is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's hard for them to build those kinds of systems into the game. But there should be something that's a little bit more engaging there outside of just, all right, well, you have this combat rank and you have this merchant rank. Um, that's, that's very open. That goes back to the statement before saying elites too open. You know, it would help if there was something that was a little bit more focused to help players well, feel their accomplishments a little more. Or, or how about merchant rank with a well, no. group on, instead of just general galactic merchant rank? Hang on. Um, I had a thought. A lot of people compare, compare uh, elites to Euro space, Euro truck sim. Yeah, but, yeah, but one, absolutely. But one thing they forget is that Euro truck sim is kind of a business simulator in which you run a business where you can hire other truckers to make more money and get better trucks and grow your business. For example, why can't you do something like that in Elite? Can you imagine that? Right. Like, yeah, I, I mean, run, that would be amazing, too. I run um, Bob's space trucking out of Corollis in AD 1289, and and I, I have three pilots under my belt, and they do missions, and, oh, they just got attacked and stuff. <laughs> Bob's space trucking will move your crap. Exactly. Exactly. Like, like, yes, there is space trucking in Elite, but it's just you, and it's just... You're you're not you don't really feel like you're affecting anything, but with Euro Truck Sim, you have a company. You know there are other companies hiring you for the time being, and they're loaning you their truck. Like imagine like, oh, we need you to take this heavy anaconda to this space station, but don't get it blown up, or you owe us because it's our anaconda. That's kind of what it is in Euro Truck Sim. Yeah, wouldn't that, wouldn't and- that be great in Elite? And I'm glad you brought that up because while we were talking about grind, I was going to bring up Euro Truck because it could be argued that it is more grindy than Elite in some regards because you've got you know, sometimes a half hour long drive. But it's well, and, you know, that's relative. It, it is. And mm-hmm. I, I agreed to that to, with that to some extent because I never thought that I was going to like to play Euro Truck. Right. And, you know, we started we started seeing uh, people like Yahtzee from uh, No Punctuation talk about it. And that piqued my interest a little bit. I mean, my wife wanted to play it. And I was like, why the hell do you want to play that? And then the more I watched it, I'll tell you what pushed me over. And since we're talking about grind, this is a good one. It's Farming Simulator 17. Because I got into it, and I initially thought this is a ridiculous idea. Who's going to want to do this? This is busy work. And 300 hours later, <laughs> really, I had... Didn't I didn't realize how much time I had lost in that game, and that made me want to play Euro Truck and American Truck. But all of that was triggered from Elite. But they could be argued to be more boring or grindy, depending on your perspective. But to me, they're not, because you have to pay attention to that truck, because the repercussions are bad if you don't. And 
while it is a little bit of a grind and it can be boring, you've got more responsibility built in to what you're doing at the time, especially if you're hauling like ADR stuff, you know, so, you know, it can be a grind, but you're right. It, that mechanic is awesome that it's not just you're driving trucks, which is what I used to think that it was. It is a business simulator and it's mm. a business simulator with an, an incredible, an incredible amount of customization. And they've added meta on top of that with, uh, with the world of trucks, because you can link your games, your Euro truck oh, and your American right. truck right. to your, to that. your world of trucks account. And you can track every stat, show it off to the world, take screenshots of your trucks, your pride and joy, and show all that stuff off. So they've given it more purpose because you've got bragging rights at that point. And Have you played it in multiplayer yet? Yeah, I tried, and they're working towards that because of the community mod. They did an amazing job. But the way that the official devs are getting ready to handle that is through World of Trucks with virtual trucking companies. They've made mention Ooh. of it at least. Mm-hmm. Where- I, I just like the mod. The, the thing that the community hacked together was pretty awesome. It is awesome, and I like the fact that they make a very clear uh, presentation of how you're supposed to play. Like, you can't pass in certain zones, and there's serious repercussions if you're going in there and trolling people by trying to wreck their trucks and whatnot. So uh, the community has done an amazing job with that, seeing as that was completely absent from the game to begin with. That's a mod that's so good, I could see the dev scooping it up at some point. Now, you know what, again, going back to Ali, you know what boggles my mind in, in some ways? Um, there are games that, that are very grindy, but they give you tools to mitigate the grind. And, and it, it boggles my mind that Elite doesn't have this. For example, in the X games, you could buy a, uh, like best profit calculator, I think it's called. And that'll tell you like what the best prices are for the stuff that's on this station to the two other stations that you can get to. And, There's and, open source tools for that. Yeah, but um, I mean, that's that's. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. I'm just surprised that it's not in the game, or as yeah. we said, I'm surprised it took him this long. There's <laughs> <laughs> that. Someday it will be there, but yeah, I mean, my 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 spaceship that can fly between stars uh, is dumber than an Excel spreadsheet. I know, like, right? like, and, forget forget fighter pilots. Let me hire an accountant. Okay, huh. let me hire a goddamn accountant that can you sit know, that's down. A, I'm glad you. I'm glad you brought up the X Games though, because that's something else about the X Games that I really appreciate, and something you see a little bit in um, Jumpgate and some of these other games, uh, space games like this. In, uh, is you see more of a living universe, more or less, right? Now the stations in Elite are beautiful, and they've made them even like better like they're they're amazing to fly into now and just look at and and whatnot and even the planetary bases are just marvelous to look at but uh occasionally you'll see like little ships flying here and there but you never really see like the big convoys or you never really see yeah like you know um maybe i'm just in the wrong place but like you never really see like a, a giant uh, capital ship docking to a station for refueling or, you know, like where do those guys go? Like where, where are the shipyards? Like where are the... Those are coming in 2.3. Really? Uh, I actually watched uh, right before this 
right before this show, when we were sitting down at dinner, Obsidian Ant posted some of his preview stuff for 2.3 that he's been doing. And one of the things that he showed was one of the new stations that was in an asteroid. The station was embedded into an asteroid. Oh, that's neat. And he was, he was talking about that and the fact that they're bringing in large-scale ships that you can dock at that are like the big giant fighter ships or the gigantic mining ships. They're bringing yeah, they have the things. mega ships in. Yeah, they're they're bringing in the mega ships now. To what degree that's you know that we're going to see those, I don't know yet, but they are coming, and I think that's going to help define the universe a little bit more as far as an aesthetic goes. Uh, it it may not be anything that's contributing to the the concern of the grind, but they're constantly popping in those little flavor things that give the game more of a life-like feel, at least from a oh. sci-fi perspective. And there's, and there's you know, another, sorry, go ahead, Andrew, and then I'll jump in. Sorry, oh, okay. Uh, I was going to say, you know, we complain a lot about Elite, but I will say this much. It's, a, it's, it's probably one of the more, uh, if you want to talk about like a spaceship sim or combat game, uh, there's not really one else out there that's current that's better. I kind of think it keeps, it keeps me better. bitching. I kind of think Evercron is a little bit better, but for very, uh, well, for varied reasons. But for, there, there, there's some Evercron's, Evercron's, Evercron's better in in certain ways, but it's also worse in others. Mm, it doesn't look as nice. Well, well Evercron, Evercron needs more NPC life going yeah. on because if I go to a station, there's not like a constant flow of ships docking and undocking, and there'll be like one or two. You know, it doesn't feel like a busy universe, though. And Chrono, I should go out and see to, people and, mining. And I should Chrono, see stuff. And right? Chrono pointed was talking about that with the ships flying around, and it made me think of Freelancer. And in Freelancer, yes, it's a more contained universe, but there was always ships talking to stations. There were ships docking. That universe well, was alive. I'm, I'm 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 talking about more like. To, by today's like games like uh, technology and engines and stuff like that, that's like a current game. I mean, yes, like Jumpgate and a lot of these other games, like Freelancer Discovery, for example, is a great mod. Um, and, and some of these games are just fantastic space games. But I mean, if you want to talk about, I mean, we it does keep us bitching, like like Jim said. But the thing that I, I actually will have to appreciate what Frontier Development is doing with Elite is at least their they're getting the core things down and then slowly yeah. bringing in these other elements. Because if they, if you don't have the core stuff down, then all the other elements just don't, you know, they don't matter. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I agree with that. And then the other thing that I understand, as I understand it, okay, I am not a, a, a long time nostalgic elite player. I didn't play any of the prior games before this one. Oh, but wow. as I understand, they have kept the game very true to its origins. Yeah. While progressing the game to bring it up to more modern standards and implementing new things. And they've managed to do one thing that very other, very few other games, in my opinion, do well. And that is give the player the, the capability to play it how they want to. You can play it solo. You can play it in a private group or you can play it in an open universe. And all of that still contributes to the overall progress in the game. You know, it, it doesn't matter if I'm doing the missions in solo everything that I do still impacts the whole universe across the board for anyone in open or private groups. And there's very few games that have pulled that off that I'm aware of. So they've, they've done a lot of things with it. 
to to pull it together to make it again a little too open to in some regards, but to let people play it how they want to play it. I mean, it's very open ended in that regard. So define your experience, and it's cross console. I mean, it's on the Xbox, and the stuff that people do on the Xbox does impact the same universe. Uh, even though the game up to 2.2, I think the, the development cycles were a little off, but it's coming out for the PS4 very soon as well. So all of that stuff is all going to be impacted and it's going to be one of the few games that I've seen that's going to do all that cross platform. Yeah. So, the cross platform stuff makes me nervy though, because I it, feel like, well, and I would it back because, well, we can't do this on the Xbox, so let's not give it to the PC people because, and the only thing that they've done, the only thing that's different in that regard are the mods, like things like voice attack and, you know, changing your HUD color. That's the only thing that's different up to this point. The Xbox players can't do that, but the rest of the stuff in the game, they can, they have set the development cycle on par uh, between the console and the Xbox, or I mean the Xbox and the PC version now. So they release some parody. And I think they're going to be doing that with the PS4 version once they get it out too. And it may hold up development for the PC folks a little bit too. I don't know, but they've managed to achieve that. And I mean, that's in my opinion, anyway, that's a pretty big deal. Uh, It's a big technological accomplishment to be able to pull all that together in a game that's so open and gives people so much diversity. And I'm not saying that from the standpoint of me being a fanboy. Mm -hmm. I just think it's a fact, you know, well, it says a lot about the current state of consoles that the consoles can even touch this. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. so going back to the original question, uh, Hunter, when you think of Grind, what is the first game that pops into your head? Uh, I would actually say EVE Online, like right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mainly, mainly because, I mean, there's... The, the problem the problem that's that that is with Eve that is unlike any other game that's out there is when you talk about advancing in a game you look at elite for example elites elites grind is in the how uh, how much you can get your money up how quickly you can earn money in the game to get to the next ship to be able to do the things that you want to do in it it's all about how like how you approach the game uh, in uh, world of Warcraft. You know, if you want to get to max level, you just go on a massive binge grind fest, you know, with some of your friends and you just like get that up to max level. In Diablo 3, you get somebody who's already <laughs> level 70 and they just pull you through the thing in like, in like oh 20 minutes and you're max level, right? Oh my God. Right? So, but, but in, in Eve, in Eve, you are limited to how fast you can train your skills. And there are, a crap ton of skills you can learn and what, depending on what order that you learn, like you learn them and like what you need and where you want to go with things. Like if you want to be the best, you know, stealth bomber in the game, you have a lot of different types of skills that you need to learn depending on where you put all of the, um, the markers for your memory is dependent on uh, how fast you can learn skills and so on and so forth. If you're an alpha clone or if you're a beta, so or an omega clone, so it, it, the the grind to try and get where you need to be is very complex and very real. Because then at, on that point, you also have money that you've got to get. You got to figure out how to get money, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. So I, you know, when I think of when I think of getting into a game that's got a grind to it, I definitely think of, of Eve, mainly because you're you've got a time constraint on you, right? Um, you are you are limited by how fast your skills learn. 
And it's not like where I, you know, in like a week I can get a max level in some MMO somewhere. Um, when I think of grind, the second game that comes to mind is the original Star Wars Galaxies. Um, that uh, originally that game was also not a like a leveling system game. It was a skill system type game. Um, so depending on uh, if, what you wanted to do, you actually had to do that thing in order to get more proficient in it to level it up. So if you wanted to be a carbiner, you'd have to use your carbine a lot, and then your skill proficiency would level up. Then you'd go to a trainer, and he would train you in that you know that level, so on and so forth. Um, and and that's and that's and that's also a game that's just very open ended. And if you have no idea what you're doing, you can be very lost very quickly but the immersion factor is what draws you into that game because you if you play star wars galaxies you're playing it because you want to be in star wars like that's that's kind of like the mindset you want to go to um but i you know i feel like you know grind is dependent upon what you're looking for in a game because sometimes the grind can be enjoyable i had a heck of a time going through diablo for example that was that was fun and entertaining but that was quick. Some games, if there's there's a grind to it, but there's also a story behind it. So, like some people play these MMOs or some of these these games that take time, but they're also enjoying the story along the way. Um, I know that was really a hard thing for me because I was gearing up to get max level in Swotor, for example, because I wanted to get to the the new content. But the the other thing was too is I also wasn't wanting to skimp out on the story because if I get to the next content, I'm gonna be like, well, what the hell am I doing all this for? Like, what what's going on with the plot of this game? Like, I don't understand anymore. So, you know, it's 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 one of those things, and that's where I think there is some issue for some with with a game like Elite that is that is so great, but also frustrating because you you jump into the game and you're like, okay, well now what? There's no there's no uh, starting NPC that says, hey pilot, welcome, like let's go through this thing, or you know, like or, or Star Wars, um, not Star Wars, but Star Trek Online. The cool thing about Star Trek Online is mm-hmm. as you progress, you get to a certain level. They give you your next ship for that level, and then you can, uh, you know, as you're as you're playing, you get more materials and more equipment that you can fit that ship out with. Um, and then you get to a certain point, and then you have to start buying. Um, you know, you, they don't give you any more free ships. You actually have to start buying the higher tier stuff, and that's where you start getting involved more with community and other players, and you know, um, fleets and stuff like that. I think, you know, if something like with Elite, uh, and that's and that's actually what's interesting because that's where the grind then starts in that game. They give you all of this game up to a certain point that you don't have to really worry about the grind. The grind actually happens <laughs> when you reach, uh, you know, when you reach like level 50 or whatever it is, and then they stop giving you your free stuff, and you actually have to go and work on getting the money and, and getting all the stuff. That's where the grind kind of happens. And that's kind of interesting because it lets you enjoy the game up to a certain point. And if at that point you don't want to play it anymore, then you don't have to. But if you really like what you're doing, then you'll like appreciate the grind more after that because you'll want that, that thing. Cause you've always been getting it, but it also could be a thing. Well, I've always been getting it. Now they're not giving it to me. Now I'm going to leave. So there's, there's two sides. It just depends on the person, but I, I you know, really when I think of, like the first game that comes to mind, it would definitely be Eve and then Star Wars Galaxies are the two that, that really come to mind for me. Good answer. Now, Travis, I'm asking you the same question. When you think of grind, what's the first thing that comes, what's the first game that pops in your head? 
So this is tough, and uh, I'm I'm actually going to give you as short as I can a three part answer. Okay. <laughs> because the first game that I remember, like the very first game that I remember grinding, is the original Final Fantasy, because huh. you left that first town, and if you tried to go to the dungeon, you get your tail handed to you repeatedly. And you had to go out and you had to kill goblin after goblin after goblin after goblin <laughs> constantly until you got to like level five or six. And then you could go to the dungeon. Well, after you completed that dungeon, you had to grind and grind and grind before you go to the next one and just repeatedly kill the same stuff over and over and over. So mm-hmm. that was the first grindy game that I ever played. The, the one that I associate with grind more for me was probably the original EverQuest. Because even though we had that progressive storyline that we were always going towards, we would do things like go to the Dreadlands and spend an entire day doing nothing but leveling. We would have some guy that was a tank or girl pulling this critter, and then we would have a group of stuff that would nuke it, rinse, and repeat. You do that for hours on end just so that you can get your next one level. And then they had the hell levels at that time that was like level 30, level 35, 40, that would take a week to get through. So you would do nothing but grind your levels constantly just so that you could get to the next level, get your next abilities, your next spells, so that you could go to the next dungeon. But, you know, that's not as grindy as like a lot of the other new free-to-play MMOs or a lot of the um, the ones that we see from overseas. Like, you know, I remember them talking about the grind in lineage so bad because you were just doing nothing but getting your next piece of gear. And that's all that the game was, was getting your next piece of gear. Mm. So... You know, I, I associate those types of games, but Elite does have a grind for me, but I don't mind the grind in Elite. I just have to pace myself with it because I can burn out. So, you know, that kind of goes to there's like what Jim was saying there's good grind and there's bad grind. For me, doing nothing but constantly grinding for gear and that's your only purpose is bad. But if I'm doing something like Euro Truck or Elite, where I have a purpose, a method to the madness, as it were, then to me, that's good grind. So I think it's all relative to the person and what their goal is. And for some of those people, the goal is to do nothing but get to that best piece of gear. They may play the game six months. They may play it for six years. Uh, You know, Dota, for example, for me, I don't see how people play Dota and League of Legends constantly. Because you're on the same map all the time. And to me, that would be grinding. That would get old. So, again, it's it's a wide answer, I know. But uh, it, it's just such a widespread thing now. It's hard to, to put it into a niche or to narrow it down, you know. No, that's well, fair. so what you're describing, because you, you, know, you and I, really, JRPGs is, is kind of what I was thinking of. But it's easier to talk in wow terms i think yeah what i was saying because this is kind of an mmo but but yeah jrpgs um what what i would say is is a gated experience right so you uh you have gated content you can't go there until you earn it and i think jrpgs sometimes make you earn it too long (laughs) You know, it's just like, oh, God, I have to just roam around until I random encounter a thousand times. And now I've ground up a level Um, where I think some games will do that more with quests where it's like, well, 
this isn't the story quest, but here's a bunch of side quests. So if you don't want to just sit here and mindlessly bang on the same monsters, you know, at least at least we can give you a small side carrot on a smaller stick, and then you go do that thing. And the reward is actually the turning in the quest, not so much the beating of the monsters that were the barrier to it, right? And then you get access to the next tier of stuff. The problem, though, is when each tier is about the same, so it's like, oh, okay, well, I leveled up so that I can fight uh, instead of green monsters, now they're blue. You know, it's the same monster, but they, it's another color. Well, there's no reward there, right? But if they change the problem set, if you're solving a different problem, well, now that's like something new has emerged in the game. So I earned that. Um, but yeah, I, I think we, we agree kind of on that. There's good grind, there's bad grind. Mm. And sometimes there's good grind that just stays too long and becomes bad. Yeah, and you were mentioning gates. And I would like to say those gates... They are there in Elite, but they're more like glass ceilings, um, or at least that's how I look at it, because, you know, what you're referring to, I know exactly what you're saying, and, you know, you had to get to a specific spot in the game before you can progress. Mm-hmm. Well, you have to do that to some degree in Elite as well, but Elite's gates are more transparent or soft because... Right, because it's not a geographical thing. It, well, even at that, it, it can be because, for example, like the soul system, you know, you're you're if someone started the game today without any of the the pre-purchase things, you cannot go to soul until you have yeah, worked but, through enough uh, federation rep to get the permit to go to soul. Yeah, but the only reason you'd go there is just because you want to see it, right? Or right? The, the, I want to go there because they tell me I can't. The other the other Please restriction wait. is. You cannot physically travel to certain systems until you have purchased a drive that gives you enough of an FTL jump range to get there. So you have to yes. work towards that hardware so that you can make that trip. And, and, I, and I honestly, I don't feel that that happens enough. I would say more so than that. What I would like to see, and we're going to see something with these aliens, because I don't know, did you see the new clip where the guy jumped into the battlefield yeah and an alien was leaving <laughs> and there was like it looked like it looked like star trek 2009 like the entire federation fleet is in pieces here and oh there goes the alien away i wonder who did this you know so yeah i, I feel hostility is coming um but what about if it was a deal well even in the superpower crap right cuz you could have it or not but whenever you swear allegiance to a particular power then, yeah, you get interdicted more if you go into opposing systems or whatever. <laughs> what if it what if it was like a Cold War thing, though? You know, it's like, hey, man, this is Cold War 80s. You don't just fly your cargo plane from the United States and, well, I got to go to Europe. Oh, I got a mission to go to Russia. Okay, well, let's fly over there. No way, man. You get destroyed as soon as you cross the border because you're not allowed in there, right? Mm-hmm. So what if there was like Federation and Empire hated each other? And if you're if you're a flying a Federation ship and you step into Empire space, everything is going to try to kill you. So that puts a barrier of like now there's resistance. Like I can't go there. And the closer I get to the border, the tougher it's going to get because I'm going to run into more and more people that don't like me. And I but think that that's would be not there now. 
Yeah, I think that would be an interesting mechanic, and they may have that in the books somewhere. I don't know. I mean, I've never heard anything. You know, if they're going yeah. to ever do it. Or well, not. I don't. I don't mean they even need that kind of system, but they need something about territory where it's like, here, here are a number of systems that I can't go into, or if I go in there, I'm going there at great risk. So, you know, it, it, it's like, okay, you fly through an anarchy system. Are you scared? Not really. Well, what if the anarchy systems were scary as shit, like uh, elite? Right or not, elite um, Eve. Eve, right? Yeah. Man, I'm going through Nullsec. Holy shit, no! I'm not going to do that. <laughs> How can I no go way. around it? Can I go around it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I will go to great pains to get around Nullsec because I know that I'm a dead man if I get in there, and I'm sweating bullets when I fly. Like yeah. if I fly a cargo ship, because that's what I used to do in that. I was kind of space trucking, right? So I had a big itter on. And I'd cram that thing full of cargo, and it would just be like, oh, please, don't let anyone see me. <laughs> so I've been thinking about the gates and the grind and the levels and everything, and I've been trying to think of, like, the best game that brings it all together, and I I think it's got to be Privateer, you know? Because it has the gate. Yeah. Like, you can't leave that first system until you buy a jump gate. you got to do some missions yep. until you can buy Privateer a jump Privateer slash Freelancer. Yeah, the, that especially, style private, especially Privateer, though. I think Privateer is, I think still, because you, st- you do have that openness, but it kind of opens it up for you slowly, you know. And Freelancer yeah, well, is kind of the same thing, because you can't go to certain parts of the universe until they let you. Right, and also in Privateer, the the fear is is real. Oh, God, right? because, because you're flying that when bucket. You're restrict- you're flying you, a bucket with yeah, a couple you're of guns restricted. on it at first. Yeah, you're restricted to the first system, and that's a good thing because you can't touch anything that's in the next system. Not really. And I get my ass kicked in the first system while I'm trying to grind up and get that jump drive. I will get killed and have to reload my game many times, right? Mm. So it makes me earn it. And so, but that's kind of like in Elite, I got a Sidewinder, and that's all I got. I don't have an option, right? So I got to grind up out of this Sidewinder. Well, that's a mission, right? But when I get to a place where I'm too comfortable, well, now I don't have fear anymore, right? And it's just like, well, that place is too tough. I just won't go there. Okay. You know, it, it's like, well, I can fly right past a war zone, and I don't have to worry about it, because as long as I don't purposefully jump in there, ain't no big deal and that's kind of the fault of super cruise and i don't like super cruise for that reason because in the original elite you're flying to the planet and it's like boop you're interdicted because you're mass locked something just showed up on the radar and you got to deal with it you know there is no like oh i'm gonna high wake out of here <laughs> nope it's like oh shit there's there's uh three fertilances on my radar don't well, look does, at me. Does, oh, does that shit, say something looking. about how we are as gamers too? That we have less patience for that sort of thing these days. I, like the... I, I think I think if they did an easy button, it, then people would riot. That's that's why they had so much like mm. feedback about difficulty. Well, look when they turn when they turn the difficulty up in combat, people had a shit fit, and it wasn't and it wasn't just because oh well the AI is cheating with all this equipment. They were just like it's too hard, and I was like this is just right because I fought I was in a Cobra. And I fought a guy, that, an AI, that, and it was elite, okay, but it was in an eagle. And the eagle made me sweat for like five minutes trying to figure out how to kill him. 
And I was just like, okay, this is this is legit, right? Like a cobra should not have an easy time killing an eagle because it's hard to get him in your sights. He right. outmaneuvers you. And the AI flew it like that, and the AI was good about pip management and stuff, and there was no cheaty, right? And now they just kind of fly like they're half asleep. And it's like mm-hmm. I've seen them at their best, and this is not it. But I don't know. If I, if I run into an elite enemy, maybe they do still do that. It's it's just know. like I've just been so so quick to kill him. I don't notice. I haven't <laughs> done combat in a long time in Elite. I don't even know anymore. Yeah, but, but uh, point point being though, I just don't fear. I don't fear anything in this game, right? Like is, the only time shame. I would feel any fear is if I was flying. Like I'm in my Python right now. Yeah. I can afford one rebuy, so I'm being very careful because I can't right. crash twice. And. You know, I wouldn't take off in this thing if I couldn't afford the rebuy. That would never happen. I would, I would sell all my shit and buy a sidewinder. And I'll say that I'm flying the same Python now that I was flying uh, several months ago before I take my my short hiatus. And I was doing some missions this morning and uh, ran into a group of ships, a group of ships that prior I would have smoked them but they got me down to a ring of shields and I was starting to sweat. Now they have made it a little more difficult. Now it's not as difficult as I think what you're saying that it, that it needs to be now. Mm -hmm. But I think one of the problems that a lot of people had wasn't the difficulty of combat per se, as much as the unjustified interdictions, for example, like I don't have any cargo, but they're interdicting me. Why are they interdicting me? There's no point in that. And it was frustrating because you would fly through a system, have nothing in your hold, but the pirates would still pull you over and say, oh, look at all that luscious cargo. But you had nothing. It's pure annoyance. And it's like, stop. And and especially, I get interdicted by a sidewinder. I'm in a python. It's like, what were you thinking, dude? Yeah, yeah, that needs to go away. That's stupid. Or it may it may have already went away. I don't know. But now I have had it happen where one will interdict me, and he'll it'll be something like that. It's a sidewinder, yeah. and I'm in my Python. He's like, "Oh, well, he's sorry, bait. I didn't mean to do it." And you know, please leave me alone. And then they'll try to jump out, and I'll be like, "Uh, uh-uh, oh, no, have you, have you got, side, buddy? <laughs> have you got the bait though? Where it's like, oh, well, a sidewinder interdicted me. I'll just clean him up, and you get your guns out, and then like four of his buddies jump oh, yeah. in. Yeah, I've had that too. And mm-hmm. and that's like, yeah. So I just don't even bother with those guys. So my tactic now is it's such an annoyance getting interdicted because you can get away from it. If you if you had to deal with it before you could leave, it would not be an annoyance anymore. Right. It, it would be something you had to do. Um, but since I have the option, I just cut the throttle, drop out, jam the throttle, hit the afterburners, jump yeah, away, just get away. And, and, and that's then, how I mean, yeah, but then they interdict me again yeah. and then they interdict me again. And I'll get interdicted five times as I try to go to the damn that's, planet by the same. That's guy. How I made so much money in long hauls, because after I got used to that mechanic, I never had any fear. I would just put almost nothing on my anaconda except for cargo holds start jumping. I engineered the FTL drive for long jumping. If I get interdicted, just keep boosting and I wake up. Mm-hmm. They never, so how about, me. how about this is a theory doing the same repetitive action without fear is a shitty grind. But if you have to do the same repetitive action, but you sweat when you're doing it, then that's fun. Right? Because now it's a challenge. It's not just like, Oh God, again, uh, maybe that makes the difference. 
and it could. And when I first started playing Elite, that's how I felt. I was always scared because I, and this was in my naivete. One day I went and got a, uh, when I was first learning the mechanics, I got a hold full of gold, you know, uh, well, uh, I didn't know at the time that I was going to get my ass busted because I was hauling all this gold in these system jumps. And as soon as I would pop out of, uh, of my, uh, my jump and get ready to do the next jump, well, there they are sitting there at the, at the star waiting yeah, and, for people to jump in. And, and that about, is legitimate fear because I lost everything, you know? Yeah. But about the interdiction mechanic and the annoyance. Yeah, oh my God. Well, it's like, you've got, you've got gold in your cargo hold, right? It's not like they scan you more and then make a decision. Like, Oh, I had a bunch of gold. I fucked up because I flew too close to an anarchy system, right? And let, let's say like they jump one system away from the anarchy system to kind of sniff, you know, who's who's there, right? They pray in the neighboring. Um, well, I got too close to a to a pirate den. That was my fault, and I got interdicted a lot, right? And and lost. Okay, well, that's that's an environmental, a geographic thing. I I could have avoided that I, I could have traded the convenience of not the direct route by flying a longer route around shitty null sector or whatever. Um, but because this game is so random number generator, I could be in, in the soul system. I load a bunch of gold on my shit and I undock off the station and suddenly it's a swarm of pirates in like the most secure system in the galaxy. It, the random number generator just shits pirates out because I've got gold in the cargo hold. Yeah, and I, like, I'm with you. I disagree with that because you're right. Those are supposed to be secure systems. And, you know, they, they try to justify it by the fact that there are authority ships in the system that will pop in to help you handle the situation. But I have had many occurrences where I never saw the bastards. Well, it's like the pirate ain't going to be there because it's it shouldn't be at all. System. Yeah, that's how they so, try to handle it. Right, and the payout for these missions should basically be on risk, right? Like if I have to fly it far and I have to fly it through scary places, then you're going to pay me more. And if I'm doing milk runs between the moon and, and Mars, then you're going to pay me for shit. But maybe that's what I have to do to be able to handle the risk that's out there. So I have to grind small, right, and then get into a ship that's more capable. And, and that's the gateway again where you would actually have that mechanic, which they lack and, and blame that on the random number generator because the gateway is denied because dragons can show up, you know, in, in your hometown, (laughs) you know, it doesn't matter where you are. There is no safety. It's just what you put in the hold. If they left the mechanic the way it is, but made it based off of events in the system, you know, maybe a huge fleet of pirates has decided we're going to raid the soul system for whatever stupid reason they did, maybe, you know, that's not the best example, but you know what I mean? It could be, you know, systems that are maybe trying to be conquered or raided at a specific time. And if you don't know that that's occurring and you jump into that system where you're screwed, unless you've been keeping up with the current events and then you know that it's happening and they do things like that from time to time, but that's where that fits. Whereas right now Mm -hmm. you're right. If I'm in a very secure system, like that's being held by uh Torval, then that shouldn't be an issue. You know, they yeah. have you know federation ships that will fly through there, but why the hell's a federation ship in that system anyway, unless it's doing some like covert op? And then you shouldn't see it. And if you do see it, then you should get a damn reward for finding it. 
you know? Yeah. So I'm with you a hundred percent that that needs, I feel like that for the, the game's flavor and ambiance, that that should be exactly like what you're saying. If I know this trade route and it, it should be a safe trade route, but I may have to jump through this one system to get where I want to go. And I have to mm-hmm. accept that risk if I'm going to do this run. Well, so, the, the trade routes, the more frequently run they are, there should just be established trade routes, right? Like this, this is a hot trade route through these five systems back and forth. And it's a known route and, and it's, you know, it's, it's worn into the, the dirt, right? You can see it. Um, but then cargo that flies down that route doesn't pay as much as if somebody wants a delivery off to some fringe place that nobody goes because that trade route is heavily policed and, you know, the, the, the bandits know better. Like, don't try to pick on ships that are in the trade route because they all stick together and there's cops everywhere. Let's just not even try, right? The, if you're going to get interdicted there, it's going to be a bad dude that's going to do it, right? <laughs> or they're going to have something you really want. So if, if you look at, um, let's use like MMOs, Skyrim, right? So uh, around a town, there's no monsters that's right outside the gate ever because there's guards. And as you progress away from the town, the, the monsters get tougher, and, and it's not just because, you know, the weak sauce monsters like to hang around town, but it's because those monsters are scared of the scary shit that's in the deep woods too, right? So so they, I, I would say the weaker monsters would come toward civilization because it's like, it's easier to live in the shadow of civilization than to be dragon dinner. And the dragon lives in the deep woods. So if you're asked to carry cargo, to another town, which would be another um, another sphere of civilization, right? There might be some deep wilderness in between, right? But if people tr- routinely travel that and it's a highway, then it's not going to be that bad because it's policed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but but I still think like the further that you get away from the core civilized capital worlds like the weirder it should get as far as pirates and anarchy and stuff like that and Um, to be fair they do do that to some degree because they have the bubble what what's classified as the civilized bubble if you go out to like sothis and seos they have those long-haul missions to go back into the bubble that do pay very very high or at least i think those are still in the game but it's not exactly like what you're saying because it's not well there's tougher guys out there it's just it comes down to the RNG again about what's going to happen when you make that jump. It's not, all right, I know that I'm going to go through a pirate's den when I go through this system. It's, all right, what's the computer going to roll? So, you know, it's there, but it's still in that same RNG vein. So it's like a soft implementation of what you're saying. Just, you know, to be fair to those who have ran those, because I've ran those kind of missions and they do have high payouts, but you have to work towards it. You have to get there and you have to be ready to make those jumps and accept those risks for what's going to happen. Because you're talking about, uh, you know, if you don't have the right drive, sometimes 30, 40 jumps to make that run to get back into civilization. And and that's the thing, too, is the more jumps that you have to make every time you come out into a system, that's chance of interdiction, right? Exactly. And that's how they drive. The better drive you have, like the better odds you have of getting there because you have to do less of it. So that's kind of what that's kind of getting back to the reason to do the grind was because I did a lot of grinding to engineer my FTL drive so that I could cut the number of jumps from 40 
to 10. Yeah. So that I can make that, so that I can make those long hauls. It was a lot of work to get there, but it was. But the thing is, if you're not scooping, you're not spending any time in a system anyway, right? So if I jump in, get away from the sun, jump right out, then they don't really have a chance to interdict me anyway. So the, the time that I always get nailed is in that last like hundred light seconds to the planet. That's where they pop me because you slow yeah, down yeah, and, yeah. and they, what I've found, they especially the, the human players that do this, which, Oh God, I get scared, man. If, if humans interdict me, I know I'm screwed. <laughs> then yeah. it's like, I, I will consider dumping cargo or having a conversation at that point, which honestly, that's the way it should be. Right. Like the, I, it shouldn't be a thing where this guy's a psycho. He's just going to murder me. It should be more like, oh, he wants my cargo. He pulled me over for a reason other than to grief me. And that that would, oh, God, that would make such a better game, wouldn't it? Like, oh, well, I'm going to lose some cargo. I think that happens. It does, it does it, some, but it don't happen with NPCs, man. He's been interdicted by NPCs. There's no negotiation. There, it's like Charlie Manson just pulled me over and he's well, got a machete. Of, it's kind of interesting because if you get destroyed in Elite, your cargo somehow survives. So there's no. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. No, it, it gets destroyed too. Yeah, you, yeah, lose, you lose the cargo, cargo, you lose the rebuy well, of the ship. You that's, do, that's, but yeah, that's you what I'm saying. If another ship get No, but you lose the cargo. But the cargo survives in the system after you die so they can go pick it up somehow. Like whenever you kill a ship, there's all this cargo left over. There's no incentive yeah, to see, negotiate. That's, right, that's a problem, right? So well, the cargo, like the I more think, damage you do to the ship, you should be destroying cargo as you're destroying the ship. I think in some of those instances, and I can't attest to this because I've never done it, but I think sometimes when the NPCs pull you over, if you drop your cargo, because there's a button to jettison all cargo, uh, I think if you drop your cargo, they will leave you alone. Yeah, and, you and, can't it, and it's a different amount of cargo, too. Right. It, it's not necessarily like dump everything. You might just dump like a couple canisters and they'll be happy. But there's yeah, no way to be. really know. Right. Because the communication between them and you is not all that great. Yeah, you can't so, be. I need two of your gold canisters. You know? Right. And if they said that they were they were like, you know, like drop four canisters of that. I'd be like, OK, <laughs> that ain't no big deal. But but also when you get into combat, though, I think that as your ship hull integrity starts going down you should be taking damage to the cargo depending on what the cargo is if it's fragile sense. cargo or something then uh it should get busted up explosive cargo can, you, can <laughs> you imagine just cargo that can't hauling take... landmines <laughs> well you know how like pass how like passengers yeah like I'm how like gunpowder uh, no, it, it's like the, it's the western it's yeah it's it's the western we got a train full of nitroglycerin and we can't you know um but but uh Imagine, though, like if the cargo, much like passenger missions where they're like, we don't want any combat, right? Well, what about with cargo? What if the cargo is fragile and it can't tolerate high G's and and all that crap either, right? So like the cargo gets unhappy because it gets partially destroyed or something. Then that makes it like, oh, well, I'm not going to fly this ship and engage in a bunch of combat while I'm doing it. Then, because as it is, like I could load up a cargo ship that is also a good fighter and fly through a war zone on my way somewhere, you know, and not worry about it. I don't know. It's it's just more RP, right? And uh, I I just I, I I don't know. I keep coming back to like you were talking about the Euro Truck thing. I want this game to be more Euro Truck, yeah. but in Euro Truck, in Euro Truck, you don't own the cargo. 
you no. you're paid to deliver it, but at no point do you actually own it. Which I'm fine but, with. I'm but you totally can fine go into that. debt though, can you yeah. not? If you yeah. lose the cargo, I think that's if great. You dump it. You can you can be negative money, right? Like well, we're not like going to take your Solo. truck, but you got to make payments. Now. Like Han Solo, even I get bored sometimes. You know. I mean, yeah, I mean, that, exactly. that kind of shit. That kind of shit happens out there. So, so what if what if they had loans in Elite, and it's yeah. just like, well, you yeah. blew your ship. You know, you can't pay the insurance. Well, you know, but you can go like negative two million, and now you got to pay payments. They kind of, they kind of do. If you lose everything to the point of no return, you take out a, a small loan with the Pilot Federation, and you get stuck in your sidewinder again. That way, you uh, can restart. Yeah. But you know, if but that you, don't get your Python back. No, that doesn't get your Python back. You got to work your way up again, and there's no way. You, it's not like in other games where you retain the skills that you've earned on your character. You're down to nothing yeah. again. You yeah, know, you've, you've got no way to get your stuff back outside of just doing that grind all over again. So the only thing that you have to show for it is the fact that it says. You may be a tycoon merchant, uh, merchant, or you know, uh, uh, a trailblazer explorer, but that doesn't translate into making it easier to get your stuff back outside of just the fact that you've learned the game mechanics a little bit. Yeah, so. it is nice though that if you ground up that imperial rank, and since we're talking about the grind, I want to talk about that specifically. Um, but since you got the rank, at least you can go back and get your cool ship when you get right. The yeah, at that point, it, it's just money. It's not. It's yeah, not missions. Yeah, it's not. There, the there should be a persistent. And... There should be something persistent besides those ranks. To, to yeah, now yeah, or something indicative that says, "Well, you have proven your worth before. We can take a bigger risk to give you a you know a subsidy to help get your ship back." Yeah, and but maybe there's some type of penalty if you screw up again. And that and that's the thing. Like like I was saying, like if you pledge uh, employment with a company. Right. And you get your reputation up very high with them or even with a superpower. Right. And they'll be like, oh, man, your ship got busted. Well, you know what? We'll we'll cover you on this because you've been look, look how much you've done for us. Right. Something like that. I don't know. Um, yeah, but, I think it'd be cool. Yeah. So but anyway, might, so the, oh. the the grind thing on the rank, though. Yeah. OK, because that's a little bit weird in this game. So it's like I need to become a baron in order to get my clipper and the clipper is awesome. Right. So I want that because that's like a better ship than even this Python, I think. So, um, but the problem is it's like, Oh God, it's forever slow doing it. So how did, how did you do it? Because the way that I understand that this works is you just do faction missions for any, anybody that's empire. If you do a mission for them, you put points on the scale, right? And then the more they like you, maybe the better missions they give you. So you get, better um reward out of it for doing it so at some point though you'll you'll get like a navy advancement opportunity mission and if you take that mission which will usually be difficult um what you know the npcs will be very hostile or you have to do the mission without getting scanned or something tricky right and if you do that then you get the next rank and then you grind out that xp bar again doing mundane missions that seems to be the deal but Finding the 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 actual advancement missions, do they only come in certain systems because people were like, oh, yeah, you want to go to that system because they always hand them out? 
I think like, that's really? at stations that are controlled by that fact or by the by the superpower. So, for example, I was working on that very thing today, and I was sitting at a hundred percent to go up from Squire or to get to Squire rather, and I couldn't take the mission in Tomball, but I could take it at one of the other nearby stations because that station was controlled by the Empire. Was it controlled by our faction? Uh-huh. It was controlled by the Empire faction. So I was able to go take that. And by the way, I did fail that because I was trying to do it at like 530 this morning and I didn't get it done in time. So I had to get the kids out to school and I failed the mission. So I have to go find it again. But there's not one specific place that says you have to do it here. There are sweet spots, though, that make it go faster. So, for example, one of those is um, in a DD. Uh, there are three stations in Aditi in that surrounding area where you can just make this circle and just do nothing but empire runs in that circle. And that's all that you do is grind empire faction constantly. It's no other missions. It's not connect the dots. It's you go between these three stations and you're constantly making runs between those three. So it makes that grind a lot faster. It, it becomes faster, but then it becomes the boring grind. Exactly. Exactly. So the missions that I've been doing are around Tombaugh. That way I can take the missions for our faction, but I get to go to all of these other systems and experience some other stuff. It's slower that way. You know, it, it's quite a bit slower actually, but you know, I get to do a little bit more exploration with my Explorer rank and do missions for the Federation too. At the same time, I get a little bit of Federation rank while I'm doing that. So it, it's a little bit more of a shotgun blast versus a sniper rifle in, you know, achieving that goal. To So you're, so you're making a decision between variety or expedience. Exactly. So it, it makes it feel less grindy because I'm doing more things that aren't the exact same thing constantly. And I'm nearby at home. So if we were all online and said, Hey, let's go do this. Well, then I can jump out of my Python and get into my Anaconda and we can go do something different. And those Mm -hmm. missions can sit on the back burner. So I'm still available and I'm still around, but I'm still working on the empire missions just at a, a considerably slower rate. So, you know, if you really want to, to knock it out and work it out, you go to one of the sweet spots to do it, or you just take longer to get it done, you know. So one one person was talking about the money grind stuff, right? And they they figured out it's the most gamey money grind. Okay, so you would get missions, and of course you can you can stack missions. So if you get a mission to kill drones at you know, in a in a uh, like at a ground base. Go, go kill like 10 drones, right? Well, if I can find multiple places that are going to give me a mission to go kill 10 drones of that faction, then I can take all of those that I can hold, and each one of those drones counts to every one of those missions. Yeah. Right? Yep. So ultimately, like, I want to take like 10, 15 missions to go kill drones. And then I fly to this particular planet where they have a, a lot of drones at this base, and I put, I, I get the cheapest ship with you know that was sidewinder right and i put dumb fire rocket pods on them and then uh, i kill the drones right i just fly in and i smoke the drones and then you're going to get shot down by the station turrets or whatever doesn't matter because that's the fastest way back to the station anyway is to die and then you know do the rebuy but 
the thing is, it's like it cost you a couple thousand credits. You made several million doing it. And uh, then you just rebuy the ship and go rinse and repeat, right? Stack up those missions, go suicide into the drones again, do it again and again and again until you got enough money to buy an anaconda. And, and it's just like, God, that's so freaking gamey because it's the deal of like, I have no life. You know, there's no value to me not dying. In fact, it's highly more convenient to just die and get the teleport back to base. Yeah. I, I don't enjoy that mechanic either. I, I hate when that but mechanic exists, you know, I, yeah. and inevitably people find a way. They, I mean, they always find a way. It doesn't matter what the game is. And, you know, I was going on about Chrome hounds the other day because people were figuring out how to cheat in Chrome hounds. They would warp in front of you and they figure out how to game in the system and they ruin it for everybody. And Chrome hounds used to, people would make stupid shit though. They would, it would be like, well, here's a mech. It's like a little skinny pair of legs, and then it's like a mile wide with machine guns, right? <laughs> you know, it's just like it can barely stand up, but it, but it's all that you know because I crammed this gamey, stupid shit on here. Or, or like in uh, in Mech Warrior, it's it's like, well, I got an atlas, and it's covered in a hundred small lasers because I can <laughs> run up within three hexes and bear hug you and. Yeah, it's it's just gamey, stupid <laughs> shit, and and I hate that. So sometimes you have to put systems in place that restrict that. And sometimes the community will police itself. Not always, but sometimes. And you know, I I made mention of this uh, a few days ago in the chat where someone did the um, UA bombings and Sothis and CEOs because they wanted to make a stand and make a point because I was one of the people that was able to make millions and millions of credits making those long haul runs. Now it took you know, forever to do it. It's a, it's a significant time investment. It takes a lot to get your ship ready to do it. I love those long haul runs. I did. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're great. And I I made so much money in uh, a small, a relatively small amount of time, but I had to, I had to put in a lot of work. And they were great because like go 400 light years in half an hour. Ah, shit. Run, go. So what they did, some people were pissed off about it because people, their, their whole stance was, well, I started Elite back in the day, and oh, it took me a year so oh, that I could buy an Anaconda. But you have these people coming in doing these Sothis and Seos runs that can work their way up to an Anaconda in a who week. Cares? And they, Yeah, I, I know, right? And they were like, well, I'm tired of that. So they would take the, un, uh, um, the, the artifacts and sell them in the station and effectively shut the station down so that you could not take the missions. Uh, and it would take the station two or three days sometimes to come back online. But is that is that why they put that mechanic in there? Like, why would they put a mechanic in where you could disable? It, it was just it was just kind of like let's put something in so people control. Because I mean, it's very purposeful that they did yeah, it, right? I don't have a good answer to that because it yeah. seems to me like they did give you that mechanic so that you could do it. Because I would hate to think, with as much scientific accuracy as they've put into this game, that they would have such an oversight. You know. So to me, it seems like the mechanic has to be in place for that to to be possible. But you know, how how do you argue that? Do you say, well, that should never exist because it's an open world where people can be pirates? You know, how how do you argue it? it? It's hard to say. Well, even though I personally think it wasn't right of them to do it because they hurt a lot of people in the process. But well, if but, the game but is designed they... to let pirates be pirates, you know. Yeah, Something but the, but the game's not designed that pirates would be good pirates, 
right? Mm-hmm. They're they're not classy pirates. Yeah, they're they're not you know Robin Hood. Well, know, not not man. even that, but like even even like let's look at Somali pirates, right? It, it's like they they get there and they don't want to blow the ship up because they want the cargo, right? They're there for the value thing. And they, they don't want to like kill a bunch of people or whatever, you know, it's like the, the murder is not the goal that that's just like eliminating obstacles to. Yeah. And this was like a more like a violent protest is what this was. Yeah. But I wonder, did the people do it because they were protesting it or it was, was it out of just raw? In truth, they just wanted to get attention is is what I think it was. They wanted to get their name out there to say, Hey, look, I did this. Hate me if you want to, but you know who I am. You know, that's why I think they really did it. But the the point is that that capability exists. Yeah. And well, uh, I, I guess my my point though is like how much trolling is out of boredom rather than enjoying. Well, probably trolling. quite a bit. Quite probably. It's, quite it's a just bit. like oh, yeah. I need yeah. to invent it, a game it has mechanic to, be. to do it something. Has to be. Be, yeah. You know, maybe they were getting bored with the game, and you know, like, hey, let's go do this. Um, but. Yeah, you know, who knows? I mean, the, there there was a point to being able to do that type of thing, and I think originally it was people didn't know what they had, yeah, so that they would take it and sell it, and then uh oh, this alien crap happened to the station, and then people figured out, oh, you know what we can do? Hmm. You know, we can use this as a political mechanic to help us take over systems, mm-hmm. like what we were talking. Well, yeah, about. that becomes a thing too. Like if you can, right. If you can screw around with the faction stuff as well yep. well now there's a whole nother reason to do they it they just figured out that they were going to do this to cause people grief though and you know it was a kind of a repurposed mechanic i guess is, is how you can look at it but you know my whole point in saying all that was sometimes the community will police itself against those types of things by doing things like that whether it's you know the intention is actually good or bad i just don't think it always happens enough you know where people can prevent like what you're saying from happening well you know i can just go rebound my ship and it's a lot more efficient i would like to see people repeatedly get shot down that we're about to do that <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. yeah so well you know what i think would be really neat is if they um let's say they give you a viper okay like if you if you sign up um for station defense you know, corp- duty. corporate yeah station defense duty right it's just like i, I am i am signing up for a paycheck for system defense and i will fly do these patrols. waypoints why don't they do that do these yeah. waypoints around the system Dude, it, they, yeah exactly oh my God. it would it would you know it's like you get a quota you have that's to pull classic. over this many that's a fucking classic that's a fucking pull over pull over 10 ships and scan their cargo yeah we don't i wouldn't care even who. mind the occasional fucking escort mission you know, to break the monotony. Uh, Why not? Why? There are no escort I gotta missions draw the line in this game. There. I got to draw the line there. <laughs> well, <laughs> that, would, that would be it. But, I wouldn't mind it well, once in a while. But, the, but the, here's, the, but here's the thing, right? What about that? Like, there's the, an NPC. Yeah, get contacted type by a nine, pilot who needs, and it's gonna fly through. Yeah, somewhere. I'm making a pure joke, just the escort mission joke. Oh yeah, but yeah. but but that's the thing, right? I would or do that, or though. just you know, if if you were flying system defense, right? And then you could actually get calls on the radio, like, oh, oh we got a distress signal over oh, here. Drop in the there and take care of that. Save that I guy. Yeah, that would be right. 
I, I would love that too. But again, I think the problem is they're counting on people to handle that through meta or through the community uh, and the mechanics not there. And the mechanic needs uh, to be there. Yeah, I, I it would, it would be cool be because if you create the mechanic, you've officially sponsored the activity that, that, and then it's like, Oh yeah, there's organized, this, there's an organized, whatever. This may sound like it's, off topic, I also, but it's not, that's what I want from MWO. That's what I want from MechWare Cause all it is, is just a PVP grind. That's yes. all it is. And it's that's why I, I play it until I burn out. It right. takes like a few days. I and want then that. I, take a month I want, off. hey, let's go escort this VIP across this war zone because they have to get over there for this political you know, event or whatever it is. Or yeah, and we they, have to and defend they did, the planet. You know? They did put in an escort thing, but again, it's it's just it's not real an arena thing yeah, it's, where yeah, so it's just like PvP. these guys have to blow that guy up and you guys it's the worst escort mission right it's just like see that's what but, kills but me yeah about, well, um, what about what about yeah. from one system to another right where it's like here here's a type 9 and he's going to go here and you can wingman nav lock him even though he's an ai yeah. and then you jump with him and you take care of it man if if he gets jumped you know whatever and then i could i could call you up Right, you're in system, and I'd be like, "Hey, man, I, I pulled this mission. I got to escort this guy. You want to go?" Yeah, and the closest and, thing that they've gotten to that so far is with the current passenger missions, yeah. because they have some things like that in there right now where you can take on a VIP, and the VIP has these special conditions. And what they may want you to do is, "Hey, I'm looking for adventure and excitement. So when we leave, I want you to go fly through this combat zone." So that mm. I can see the combat first person, but you have to get me out of there safe without taking a nick to the spaceship. And yeah. those types of things are in the game right now with those, but it's not the same. You know, it's not the we have to defend the system or you have this assigned role. I'm with you. I think that needs to be the that's the closest thing that we've gotten so far. Yeah, and and I know it's not you know, the same, but you know where those missions ought to come from is those blockade points that mm. is otherwise just useless. It's like, well, there's a bunch of military ships at a, at a waypoint here Zip-dee, for what, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're just no sightseeing. There's no point to that. Right. But if you stop there and you got missions from them, that'd be great. Oh, well shit. And Hey man, there's your Navy rank. Wow. Now it's easy, right? Like I went and did Navy missions. I had to go find those Naval blockades, take missions and go do what they wanted. And I directly interacted with the Navy. And then they're like, Hey, have this Navy ship. Yeah, see, we're going to fix all of Elite's problems tonight. Yeah, and especially <laughs> like if there if there was like a tier of equipment that you just can't buy on the normal whatever, it's military lasers, right? You can't just buy that as a civilian. Well, you do military missions, maybe you get access to the military weapons, not just that ship, stuff like that, and that that gives like more carrot on a stick. Yeah, and people would argue that there is something like that already with the power play, but it is yeah, that's bullshit. You no, know, you have to hang in there with four for four weeks to get that gear, and you have to yeah, and, and people have gained that too, right? I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna join in the yep. last week of the cycle, and then I'm gonna do it for four weeks, and that way, you know, I can get the thing and then immediately break with yep. them, and then I'm ready to start with the exactly. next faction, yep. and so, you know, because people know when the ticks are. So I kind of want to start wrapping up because we've been talking for a long time. Um, not that I don't love bashing on Elite. I wanted to ask one final question before we <laughs> before we wrap up. Has there ever been a game you've been playing where you've been enjoying it and then all of a sudden you've looked at a screen or you've looked at a mission screen or you've done something and all of a sudden you see the grind. You see the grind in front of you and you're just like, I'm done. I'm walking away. 
Has there been a game like that for you guys? Because I I can think of a couple off the top of my head. But it's you... it's not one point of grind, but whenever I realize like, oh, I'm level twenty, and this grinds out like this until sixty. Now now I see the progression, and it's going to be the same shit over and over and over. Mm. Yeah, I'm right there with you because I've done that repeatedly with I can't tell you how many games I'll get ten minutes in and you know I already see the end of the game and I never played anymore. You know, I, I've gotten to the point where I see that early on. But if I had to answer that question, I'd have to say that it was probably the closest one was either WoW or Elite, because oh. you know I've been there with both of them. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge Brian with this one because he'll okay. he'll defend it. Elder Scrolls Online Are when when they put when they put the whole one Tamriel thing and everything levels down to you. Uh-huh. Okay, they broke the grind at that point because I love it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter I love what gear I have. And here's the funny well, thing about that: they screwed that up so much in Oblivion. You know, they screwed that up so much in Oblivion. The auto leveling thing. Well, they reversed it. Instead of instead of leveling the monsters to the player, now they level the player to the monsters. So it's like the problem then is. Uh, whatever that place is, the volcano hell that's got the bugs that like barf fire and there's demons and stuff, right? So I was just traveling around the map. Like, I just want to see all the lands and, and stuff. So I got to that place and, and it was kind of like, wow, this is, this is like where the dark elves hang out. I want to check this out, right? And there's, and it's like this lava hellscape, you know, let me, let me see what's here. And I was like, okay, well, it starts you on the, on the east side of the continent. I'm going to run all the way to the west side right. and see if I run into anything that stops me. And I fought, you know, I sampled the critters along the way. Like, oh, there's a thing I haven't seen. Let me fight one of those. Is it tougher? And I'm like level six, right? And I've got the sword that I started with. And I'm beating up this stuff, like, clear across the map. And it's obviously getting tougher critters, right? But I don't mm. feel any different level of challenge. I feel no fear from it because everything dies just like everything else. Right. And then I got to one of those, um, one of those rift things where like the chains come down out of the sky and there's like a, a, a big stone in the ground and like a bunch of demons come flying out and it was sending demons out like 10 at a time. And it was me and another guy. And remember I'm level six. I stood there and just ate them like they were butter. Right. And it's just like, oh, I had to use two heal potions, whatever. And at that point I'm just like, man, Okay, so there's nothing that's really going to resist me. So when I'm doing quests, because the majority of the experience comes from turning in the quest, not so much killing the monsters along the way. Um, so I got to do the quests to level up, but I don't see a reason to level up because at level six, I can go anywhere in the game. So why would I feel an impetus like because I need to level more, up or I can't go there? You get more toys, you get more tools to deal with the bigger stuff because you will die a lot. If you go, if you go to things you're not ready for, so. really? Because I didn't oh, see yeah. it. I mean, I figured whenever I was killing like ten at a time, a shit popping out a rift, that was pretty good. In Unless rift, that's like a low level rift or something. Probably a low level rift, and again, it, it auto scales, so there'll always be a challenge. But yeah, I start doing some of the quests and like yeah, sometimes yeah, but that's shit the problem, right? You. Like if I'm if the challenge is the same when I'm level one as when I'm level sixty. Why do I want to be 60? I could just stay one. The game will feel the same. Because right? you have more skills and toys to play with. 
That's why okay. you, you unlock. So colors. I get I get different I get different fireworks on the screen. Sure, but that's not the reward, is it? Yeah, it is. Like, that's one of the like rewards. I get, I don't get to see monsters that I couldn't see before or something like that, right? So no, that's really, I, can, no. I can relate to what you're saying. I mean, maybe not specifically to like Oblivion, but I, I'm I'm going to use Fallout Four as the example because I started Fallout Four, and once mm-hmm. I saw the mechanic to build your your base and build your city. I was instantly turned off. Yeah, no, a lot and, of people were, yeah. You know, really? I, why so? I, I just, I didn't want it to be a base building game. I wanted it to be mm-hmm. an adventure game. Well, and it doesn't so have much to the, be a base building game. It, no, it doesn't. But so much work went into it. You kind of feel like you have to do it. And I know yeah. that I know that you don't. Hmm. But part there, of my There is an advantage to is, doing it, though, but it's yes, not an yes, obvious one. It, there is because you want to be able to defend the base and there are things that you can do. There's progression that you can make to make the game play better. Well, no, actually, and you might, you might not have seen this then. So as you, as you take territory on the map, you have the ability to call for help, but you have to have a settlement nearby that's got soldiers. And if you get into trouble, like you, let's say you run into death claws and it's like, oh shit, I got to run. I can't deal with this. Well, you can whistle for your guys. And if you have built the neighboring settlement up enough, you'll actually get troops that'll run into your defense. Yeah. Yeah. And I get that. Yeah, so it's just it's an optional thing. Otherwise, yeah, just run away from the death claw. You know, you know my, my point was that, and and this isn't the case today. This was the case when I was playing Fallout Four originally. Uh, when I saw the mechanic, I didn't want that to be the game. You know, I didn't want to have to do that. And mm-hmm. you know, I I felt like okay, well, I'm going to have to do this throughout the entire game. You know, if I really want to experience the game for what it is. That's part of the mechanics that they put in, and that's what I mm. need to do if I want to experience the game to its fullest. And I just don't want to do it. Yeah, I have a turned off. I have a different reason for not liking it because I I also don't particularly care for the base building, but the reason why is because it's not multiplayer. So I can yeah, I can yeah, build this brother, wonderful thing, and nobody else gets to see it. So what was it really for? Like I you know it's like it's my personal Lego set, but I don't get to show it to anybody else. Eh, okay. But I mean, but then there's people like my wife that'll sit there and play the Sims and she'll, she'll throw like 200 hours in, you know, some Sims thing. And she's having a great time because she doesn't, she doesn't need to share that. Yeah. And she, she, her, her gameplay mechanic desires are completely different. She's playing oxygen, not required now on her like fifth or sixth restart. And she loves those types of games. And I'm getting to the point where I enjoy them more now than what I used to. Mm -hmm but she can draw hours and weeks and months of enjoyment out of things like that. And I just can't, Yeah, but, I try. but how much better would it be if our wives were friends and they both enjoyed that kind of game, but they're playing Sims or whatever, but they're neighbors. Right. So it's like, I, I can know. walk over and yep. check her house out. It needs to be that way. Yeah. It, it, because then man, it's like, look at the awesome thing that I did. Yeah. But right? they tried to do that. Or what's the, better. They, they tried to do that with the new Sim city. Like, look at the city I built over here, guys. Hey, uh, but they, everyone, they did look, too much everyone. restriction to crap. I, they, I agree. But I'm going to one up that I'm going to one up that in elite, uh-huh. for example, <laughs> One of the things that you can do is you can learn how to manipulate the marketplaces between the systems so okay. that you can learn how to do the runs from point A to B and make the most money. Mm-hmm. And my wife would be spectacular at that. I suck at it out loud. I just don't want to do it. It's not that I can't. I just don't want to. 
but she could leverage that to the nth degree. Mm-hmm. And if they had a setup like in a multiplayer configuration where we could have one person on the ship that can manage economics or, you know, politics, things like that, you know, your specialists, like your, your communications officers and your engineers, that's what I want to see. We totally do that, that right now. It's called install Excel on her machine and she sits next to the <laughs> laptop. But it comes back to what we were saying. That's handling it through meta. It's not handling it, it through the that's game. So if they have stuff like that, which I know that they're trying to work towards those types of things in like Star Citizen, but I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. If they have things like that, people don't have to pilot ships. They can get in, get into the game and enjoy it and find their role without ever having to touch a yoke if they didn't want to. Are, are you saying That's that she want wants to, to play Railroad Tycoon in space? So I'm saying do. I want her to. <laughs> okay. space, yeah, it, you know, with Joan, I'm, I'm just like, Joan, you would you would like this game, right? And she's like, nope, it's got a spaceship in it. Get that shit out of here. It's like, but, but you know, so context is everything, yep. right? Yep. It's like, if it's, a, if it's a sci-fi MMO, okay, like Mass Effect, she won't touch it. Dragon Age, she'll play it all day. It's the same game. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but know? they just manipulate. And, it, you know, they all go back to never win or not. It's, but, you know, it, it, the context is important. But what I would like to see is to be able to define that context to give them the role. We played Artemis, and she had a great time playing Artemis because she could pick a role that she was good at. That's mm-hmm. what we need. Yeah, you know? I agree. That, I think, in context to the conversation of grind, would go a long way mm-hmm. to making it not feel like a grind. Yeah. If we could get that level of participation, you know, it, it it occurs to me the the game that's perfect for for this, right? Uh, because she was a fiend on it. I don't I don't know about your wife, but Terraria or yeah, uh, yeah. what's what's the space version Starbound. of Starbound? We played some Starbound. Starbound. Yeah. Oh my god, dude! All I all I got to do put up a Starbound server, an Arc server, st- anything like that, and then you can get like minded like builder people in together and they do that with minecraft yeah. right well, we, you know it's it's for the minecraft set. we did our first so, modded arc server and arc can get very very grindy uh but you know we did vanilla arc on a private server for uh you know a few months until we had the, just the perfect storm of things go wrong and we lost the server and we started over a couple months ago and i decided that we were going to do all modded and we did we did the dragon tail mod and you know, my wife has never been a com- a combatant in any game, but let me tell you what, she was out there trinking the shit out of things. Con- I was building the base, and she was bringing me back the most kick-ass creatures in the world yep. for me to See, have. And, you know, my wife, she is she's the economist, right? Like, anytime I play an MMO with her, she's like, you need some money? I'm like, I'm dead broke. I can't. No, here, I got money. She's, <laughs> yeah. she's, just, she's fucking loaded every game. And then we'll, we'll play like Terraria, right? And, and and it's like, oh well, I got hey, cool, I made a titanium pick, and she's like, uh, she's like, well, I got a fucking flying robot that mines. Why? I know. And I'm like, how the hell? I've been, uh, how? It's like we've been playing how? this the same amount of time. Like we have, you know, it's like I've been playing it every minute that you've been playing it, and why do you have ten times more shit than me? And right. my problem with that is I'm slow and I'm methodical. I want to figure out the mechanics. I want to do X, Y, Z and know why I'm doing X, Y, and Z to get to Z. And she's already going from, all right, well, I'm at point A. I'm going to skip B through, you know, Y. Yeah. 
already know how to get to Z. So here's Z. Mm. You know, so how the hell? So let me tell you the, the other bullshit I got to deal with now is uh, she watched that that uh, Horizon Zero Dawn or Zero what it, what's it called Horizon Horizon Zero. Yeah. yeah Zero Dawn. You've heard of this. So yeah, yeah. Uh, like I, I, I was telling you, she watched like six, eight hours of a let's play the other night and she's, she's literally sitting on the corner of my desk, giving me the stare. Like I want to go buy a PlayStation and I'm like, well, we'll talk about it. She's like, no, you don't understand. I want to go buy it now. <laughs> and she, she walked over to the neighbor's house and bought and borrowed his like GameStop card. So she's like, we can get a discount. Let's go. <laughs> it's like, mm. Well, as it pertains to grind, it, and maybe this is a good point for you to wrap up, Brian, because I know we keep. Well, I'm going to tell but... her if she wants a PlayStation, she's got to play like at least 30 hours of Elite. If she can, if she can grind up to like Combat Master, <laughs> I'll let her get it. Well, what I was going to say—that's the grind, is, right? It was like, oh, you want that? You want that, huh? I play play this thing you hate. I, I have played that game for almost six straight hours today, and. It has not once at all felt like a grind, even though what it really is. Yeah. Well, to me, it's like playing Flight Simulator, you know, like MS Flight Simulator 10. Mm-hmm. Do you get rewards? Do you get paid at all for flying from city to city? No, it's no. the experience of doing it. It's right. just, yeah. it's experiencing the game. And, that's where games and I've like got that, to the comfort, I've got yeah. to the comfort zone in elite where I'm just like, I'm just flying the game. It's not so much. It's like, Oh, that's nice. I made some money. Right. But I, it would be much better if I felt risk or reward in there as well. Yeah. It would be, yeah. you know, and the, for me, the old, the old brain chemistry, dopamine mechanic. Part of part of it for me is, you know, I'm one of the people that does actually buy the add-on aesthetic things for my ships. You know, I recently bought the the add-on to turn my lasers purple, and yep. I bought the ship here for my Tie Python. Fighters. You know, I I like for my ship to look badass. I fly that ship all the time. That's what I enjoy, and you know, I spend a lot of my time flying solo, but I love for my ship to look that way. And at the same time, I get to kick a little bit of money back to the people who are making the game, you know, kind of uh, in in support to what they're doing. So I don't see it as a money grab. I see it as, you know, continuing to contribute to the development of the game. And my ship gets to look badass at the same time. I like that. You know, I put a lot of work into it. And I only buy that for the ships that I have actually put work into. So. I, I enjoy that aspect of it. So if I'm going to be doing the grind, then, you know, my ship should indicate that I've done it. That's right. kind of how and I, I, and I buy those things too. And I'm so glad, so glad that we're getting the cool machinima external camera thing. Oh, you know, it's amazing that they finally got that in there. Uh, I can't believe it, it took them this long to took them this long. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's our, um, uh, that's our new subtitle for elite folks to, can't believe it took. Yeah, me, I can't believe they finally did that. So, anyway. so, so, what, how about this aspect of the game, which I, we've never we have to about. wrap it up. Um, I, I know, I know. No, I know, you don't. But, you keep talking. Uh, wrap it up. But I know. But, but hold on. The, the, I know you have a lot of no, ideas in that head of yours, but you have to signal. wrap it up. No, it's not. It's not that. This is a question, not a not a statement. Okay. So the the unknown signal sources. 
that pop up everywhere? Do you mm-hmm. feel a compulsion to ever fuck with those? Only like, sometimes. do I want only when I'm engineering? Sometimes. Really? Because yeah. it because it's uh, it's kind of like is that supposed to be the mystery thing? Like, oh, let's let's spin the slot machine and see what I get. Yeah, sometimes there's cargo. There's sometimes there's some neat cargo in there, you know. Sometimes there's a it used to be there for get. flavor. But what they did a few patches ago was um, changed it. So, you know, originally, like if you wanted to do engineering to your ship and you had to have, uh, you know, uh, a prototype alloy or something, and you went to pick it up, you would get one. And it would take you forever <laughs> to get enough to yeah. do it. Well, oh, shit. they patched it so every time you picked up one, you would get three instead. And they changed it so that those unknown signal sources were a good resource to farm those mm. so there mm. is more incentive to get those now if you want to do engineering but if you uh, don't want to do engineering unless mm. you get a mission that specifically says to go do it there's not really much reason mm. so okay. we, could pro- we should probably have another show about this because i feel like we can talk for twice as long about this topic this is a good yeah because i haven't even out. i haven't even talked about how much i'm willing to pay for red and blue police lights for my oh, viper boy. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> So, uh, folks, a couple of show notes before we wrap up. Uh, Thursday, we're playing Pixel Privateers uh, for Multiplayer Madness. And if you haven't played that game, y'all, it is like a side-scrolling Diablo Borderlands thing. Um, It's a loot scoop. That's exactly... It's a great loot scoop. The only downside is the inventory management. It's annoying as crap. But that's like the Shadow Warrior 2 problem. Great game. Crap inventory. Um, next. Well, if it just auto sorted for you, it was like, hey, uh, I put the best shit on your guys and I scrapped everything else. Move I on. I wish. I wish. But no, you have to do that yourself. Um, yeah. So next Tuesday on the show, kind of up in the air. I'm waiting for confirmation, but hopefully it's going to be an early morning show because they're in Vienna. Um, but I'm trying to get to talk to some folks at THQ Nordic. Because there, you know, they brought, um, they updated Nexus. They brought Imperium Galactica 1 and 2 to Steam, that sort of thing. So I'd love to talk about um, how they're acquiring these classics and how they're bringing them uh, to GOG and Steam. Well, not only just bringing them to GOG, but they're bringing them forward. Like Nexus got widescreen support. Oh, God. I can play that in HD now. And multiplayer support. Yeah, they're not just... They're not just putting them on Steam and just saying, have at it, good luck, fuckers. They're just, they're actually doing the work. Yeah, the multiplayer shit that never worked from the day the game (laughs) shipped, and now it does. Yeah, like, I could could not get Imperium Galactica 2, the disc version, running well at all, even in a window. But they got it running great, so I want to talk to them about that. So I'm still waiting on confirmation for that. Um, They said they want to. I just waiting to even confirm. So hopefully that's what we'll do next week. If not... Maybe we'll do another topic show. I don't know. Uh, and, um, folks, I wanted to try and run a contest. I'm copying this from the folks at The Greatest Generation, which, if you haven't listened to, is a great podcast about Star Trek The Next Generation uh, by two guys who are that, really that's funny. That's hilarious. I was wondering, like, what is that show about? That's like World it's, War it's, II? It's actually really, okay. really fucking funny. They like they comment on everything, and it's it's shockingly funny. Like, cause we've all seen Ep- Next Generation a million times, but these guys even pick out stuff I haven't noticed. Like, wow! So, but and they're really funny doing it. 
But they is have Mastriani a, on that. No, but they um, he should be. No, he's Star Wars, not Star Trek. I, I know he can Star um, Wars it up. But they they're doing a contest, and I like this idea because um, they want more reviews for their podcast on iTunes. Because the more reviews you get, the uh, the higher you, the more visibility you get on iTunes. Apparently, I just learned this. So that also I, is a grind, isn't it, Brian? Uh, it really is. It's a grind so, for reviews. <laughs> so, friends, I would like you to review this podcast on iTunes and then take a screenshot of that review and then send me a um, send and then send a screenshot to contests at spacegamejunkie.com. There'll also be a post on the site detailing this as well. For every 10 reviews, there's going to be one winner. So, and I have a lot of keys. So one winner might get all of the Wing Commander games on GOG. One winner might get all of the Star Wars games on Steam. I I have codes for those. Uh, So there's some big prizes and I've got codes for a lot of other games. So the more reviews we get, the more chances you can win. So every 10 reviews, there's going to be another winner out of the pot. So if you're listening to this and you haven't reviewed this podcast on iTunes, I implore you to go over there and review us on iTunes. You, you don't like, even have to have an iPhone to do it. You can no. just go in and, and I'd like pretend. it if you I'd like it if you gave us a mul- multiple stars. I'd like it if you enjoyed us enough to give us 3 at least. I would like a gold star. I'd like 5. No, they don't I wish they did that. Like if you got 5 stars, you got a gold, just one gold and star. You hang it on the refrigerator like <laughs> I got a gold star. iTunes, gold iTunes star. Um, so yeah, that contest participation award. Exactly. So that contest starts today. So folks who are listening live get a little head start. Um, that contest starts today, and I'm going to have it going for a month. So uh, to March, you have to March 28th to get your iTunes review up. Take a screenshot of it. If you don't know how to do that, it's very easy on i on i on Mac and PC. Both of those tools have built-in screenshotting capability. So, um, so yeah, all you need is make a review, take a screenshot, email to us. And, and, and if you take a screenshot from an Android phone, you get double points <laughs> because we know that you're faking it for if, us. If you take it from a Nokia Windows phone, triple points. Oh, my God, you instantly <laughs> win. You get a copy of Dino D-Day <laughs> right now. <laughs> You get a copy of what was that one game for like forty Mason Windu? No, what is that? No, oh. it was um oh that really terrible action game that you gifted me. It was like a dollar. Oh yes. Oh what god. What the fuck is um, the name of that thing? Yeah, if you if you if you take a screenshot from a Windows Nokia phone or a Blackberry Axiom Verge. No, 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 no. Um, oh, God. Crap. Uh, what was the name of that? I don't. Uh, it's too God, late. we got to wrap up. Anyway. I would look. But, yeah. Oh, God, so, that game's so bad. So, yes. yeah, folks, if you haven't subscribed on YouTube or iTunes or whatever, please do so. We're this close to 5,000 subscribers. Like, last I what, looked. What do, we get if, what do we get if we get over 9,000? Uh, 9,000 subscribers? 9,000 yeah, subscribers? I, I don't Our know. subscriber level is over nine thousand. I, w- I would. That's I would. For love the Dragon that. Ball people out there, oh. turn it into a giant monkey. Is that a dragon? the moon's out. Is, is that a Dragon Ball? I never watched. Well, dragon yeah, because my oh. wife, my wife had oh my got into this habit of of being like, well, I'm just saying. I'm like, but are you Super Saiyan? 
We're three so away. We're three oh, away, you guys. And we're three subscribers away from five thousand. From that's a lot. I I'm very I'm very you know proud it makes me kind of nervous to think that people actually listen. <laughs> you got to be professional and shit say. now. We got to actually now. I have to reform. <laughs> I've been trying that to curse less, and I think it's mostly been working, mostly. Um, but yeah, folks, that's gonna do it for this uh, episode. Uh, I want to oh, thank Alpha you. Zylon. That's the that's one. The name of it. Well done. Yeah, that. Oh my god, that game that looked like it came from 1997. With, it's been um, in development since, I think. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, folks, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Please subscribe if you haven't already, either to the RSS feed or iTunes or Google or whatever. There, there's multiple ways you can subscribe to the podcast. And, and, uh, and if you play Elite, go to Orcus and do missions for Veloxys vixens. Yeah, the Imperialist Federal. Grind, the Imperial grind them. The Imperial Federalist Union of Veloxys Vixen. I made a commercial for them. I made an audio commercial. I should put it in the front of this. Um, So thank you for listening, folks, and we will see you next week. Good night. Yep, and a shout-out to Kendall Stone, who's the overseer of the... I'm I'm looking at the page right now for Veloxys. Kendall Stone is your NPC. Kendall Stone. Yeah, that's his name. Overseer Kendall Stone. Welcome back, Commander. The economic climate is extremely favorable at present. Wow, I need I need to have a I need to have a business meeting. We need but we're in a, an outbreak. We need, we need to have a, we need to get our synergies with Kendall Stone over at uh, over at Orcus. <laughs> uh, you know what would be nice now that they got the new commander maker thing. You should be able to make your NPCs for your corp at least that much. That'd be funny. Yeah, that would be cool. I would make Scrooge from the 1993 movie with Albert Finney um, because he was rocking those sideburns. Anyway, yeah. good night, everyone. <laughs> good night. Let's have some music in here, Boiler. Sure thing. Yeah.